Welcome, everyone, to episode two of Warlords Crisis Tournament. I am still Tim Overton, and with me is Emma. Hi, Emma. Hey, Tim. Welcome back. Well, thanks. I'm glad that you decided that this game was for you and that you're going to stick with it and you didn't <laughs> play one game or like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm not a quitter, so yeah. uh, here oh, I am yeah. again. We're here to kick some ass, folks. Heck yeah. uh, so you've had your first taste of the tournament. How did that feel? I mean, I, th- I think it was rough, but I think everybody's first time is rough. So, oh, yeah, I can um, guarantee it. And the I listener knows <laughs> it was rough for everyone, I think. Um, it's a hard world out there. Yes. Uh, we just did some behind the scenes stuff. We got our character sheets all figured out and uh, added experience as you do in Dungeon World. Uh, we're well on our way to level four, but until then, we've got some more adventuring to do. Um, Emma, did anything cool happen this week you want to talk about? Um, well, it was actually last week and continuing on forward, I have, uh, I did a thing that I've wanted to do for a very long time. Um, I went to observe a Hapkido class School. and and ended up joining for a year. (laughs) 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 year. (laughs) That's how they get you. It is. It is. It's great. I love it. And it's, and it's such a lesson in humility (laughs) because I'm, I am, the whitest of white belts. <laughs> so, uh, but I've got the grandmaster teaching me. He's my, oh, wow. my instructor. So I'm, I'm very blessed and I've got to spar with him. Um, and he's very patient. Wow, that's so exciting. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty pumped about that. And like, you know, now that like, you know, Kiana is a martial artist, yes. you know, now I can be like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is what they're really talking about uh-huh. instead of just kind of going blind. Yeah, you can bring all that stuff you learn in Hapkido to your yeah. role playing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited for that to happen. When's your first class? Oh, it's already happened. Oh, um, sweet. So that was last Wednesday. It was my first official class. Um, so then I've it's every Monday and Wednesday. Okay. So, right. yeah. We'll plan around it. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. And, oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then. Saw your show. That was awesome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. 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 Had a a play I did uh, last Friday and Saturday, and it went really well, I think. I enjoyed doing it, and the audiences were great for both shows. Um, That was a crazy experience. Uh, Getting that play together ready in a month was uh, exciting and difficult, and uh, I, I think I would like to do another play again, but maybe with a little bit more time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame you <laughs> you know but it came together in the end and it's funny because everyone said it would you know all these people who have done it before and i i had done plays before like in high school and stuff but this was like my first uh independent thing and oh, everyone said that. that everyone said it would come together in the end and it did uh yep. and i was very happy to see it happen we might have skipped a couple pages i might have skipped a couple pages but you know the audience didn't notice and no one really cared so no it's local playwrights yeah i mean they would be the only ones who would know i think he was in the audience too one night and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> it was josh right yes josh. josh was the one who wrote yours yeah yeah great yeah he he wrote the, the one that stephanie and i were in oh, okay the mirror so, yeah so yeah very cool yeah, yeah, shout out to uh, Josh Oren, yeah. who wrote uh, my play, The Safest Place in the Cosmos. Um, Great show. Yeah. All right. Well, how about we play some games? How's that sound? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. So, when last we left Kiana, she was walking, um, heading north toward a dot that was heading toward her, looking to take on the battle as soon as possible. Um, fully into tournament mode. 
Heck yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. Kiana has been walking now for a little while. She's had time to rest and to eat. Uh, you're going to mark uh, one of your dungeon rations has been consumed because it's been at least one day of travel. Um, so five uses. So now it's down to four. Yep. Okay. Um, and, you know, this is another day in the desert heat for Kiana. She's done this many times. Um, but something is different about the environment here. It seems older. There's no other way to say it. That things have fallen apart drastically um, compared to where you are from and what you know. Uh, time has advanced quickly in this part of the world and has gone to ruin much faster. Um, off in the distance to the south and to the east of you are floating rocks in the sky, far, far away, but you, can mis- you, can't, mis- you can't mistake them. There's just masses of huge rock and, and debris floating off into space and away from the planet. And then to the north and to the west of you is barren land that mirrors what you were used to uh, in the Queen's Garden and what became of the Queen's Garden. And it seems like the further north you go, the closer you are returning to that kind of uh, desolation. It's a, it's a little, little less desolate, I guess, would be the way to put it. Um, what is uh, Kiana thinking about as she travels? Um, I think... I think she's actually trying to clear her mind mm-hmm. um, and return to that state of centeredness um, that I've been learning about in <laughs> have mm-hmm. keto classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just trying to uh, clear her mind of any and all distractions and not try and anticipate what's coming next, but just being in the present and trying to be aware of her surroundings. All right, kid. Yeah, stay loose. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy. That's his name again. Cog. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Cog. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, kid. Look, I know things are tough, but you're you're clearly a good fighter. I'm really excited to be working with you. I think I'm excited to work with you too. Okay. Yeah. D- don't let me distract you or nothing. Just you know, do your thing. Okay. Okay. I I I'll be I'll be floating back here. Oh. Okay. Okay. So he floats then. Great. Yes, Cog, the giant eyeball monster floating a few feet behind you, following every once in a while, giant eyelid will blink, you know, but... Does does everybody have a Cog, or do they have something different, a different monster thing, or are they all just kind of Cogs? That's a really good question, but how would Kiana know? She wouldn't. She'd be left to speculate. So maybe this is what she's thinking about. She's just like... What the heck is this thing? And are there more of them? How do they reproduce? <laughs> yes, <laughs> those are those are the real questions. These are the real questions. <laughs> Keep her up at night. Cog notices Kiana eat? thinking about that. Do you ask Cog that? Uh, sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, can I ask you a question, Cog? Yeah. Uh, yes. How do you? eat or do you eat do you just well i I, yeah i i eat with my mouth pots i'm i'm mostly a magical being so the need for eating is not as much but i do consume occasionally what do you consume oh this and that are you a carnivore well, I mean, I'm a omnivore, I guess. Ah, okay. Anything that can produce calories is good. Okay. So I'll you... eat bone. 
fabric, uh, fabric. whatever, armor, <laughs> you know, bits of metal, oh. just things, just whatever. I'm like, I'm more like uh, a shark. Oh, I was thinking like a dump truck. <laughs> that, yeah, or garbage disposal. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a warlord be so nice to me. Oh. That's that's so sweet. I, I don't know what to say. It, it's okay. It, it's I'm a, holding keep back bre- tears. Keep breathing. <laughs> Come. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. <sighs> okay, I feel much better oh, now. Oh, good. I'm glad. <sighs> me too. Well, anyway, we should probably keep going. Great. Uh, by the way, I, uh, we're heading into some territory here. I'm not supposed to help, but, you know, because you've been so nice to me, I just wanted to let you know that there's, um, well, there's some stuff over here that you just just be careful. Okay, kid? Okay. Right. Well, I appreciate that. At that moment, the ground rumbles. Oh, boy. Right? That's ominous. Uh, yeah. Is that what you mean? Uh, yeah. A weird kind of... Okay, does it get bigger? Are there big cracks? It's pretty big. Oh, good. Um, Do they go back? You know, is it like one of those expand, contract type deals? Or they just it's are just the ground be a ravine? shakes. And the, the, the area you're walking through, it's known as um, the... What did I call it? Uh, basically... It's like um, a bunch of sinkholes. They're called the sinkhole mountains. Um, they're like Ooh. huge uh, drops in the in the ground, and like huge holes created. And inside these holes are like entire forests. Oh. And inside these forests are creatures that are only local to these environments that have somehow been able to still kind of survive this terrible environment just because of the isolation that they experience. And so you're having to navigate around all these massive sinkholes. And all of these giant, like, spiring uh, rocks and things that jut out of these holes. And then there are trees, but they're, you know, all blighted and black. And there are s- shadows of small creatures running here and there. But you're having to kind of weave your way through this treacherous landscape. Okay. Uh, and then the, the rock around you uh, shakes, you know. Uh, and you can feel a low hum, a low vibration. And, and it I goes forget, away. Remember, remind me what time of day we're at now. Or, I mean, I don't know if day or night is even sure. a thing so, in this part. So you've been traveling uh, a while. Yeah, and night and day is messed up. But you've been traveling okay. at least a day. Okay. You, um, and you've, to reach this dot. Yep. And it's now like the sunset hour. Okay, golden hour. Yeah. All right. But it seems to go on for way too long. Abnormal time. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So the rock is shaking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you would know Kiana being. Um, what's your character's uh, race again? An you, elf. Oh, you're an elf. So elves are in tune with nature in a way that like humans and others aren't. Right. And you would know through your knowledge of magic and stuff that because of the events that have happened in the world, that um, things like time or like the passing of the sun and its phases. Those are all natural things, but in this world, nature is ruled by the magic of gods, and those gods are gone or dead, and the magic has lessened or weakened. And so things like the sun setting don't happen with the normal pattern like they used to. 
the passing of time doesn't happen like it used to, right? right. So all of these things in nature are off their cycles and not working properly. Okay. All right, so that probably throws her off slightly uh, since, you know, she is used to being in, so in tune with nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just trying to get her bearings, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I might even, I think we're just going to um, stop for a minute and I think she's going to put her hands to the ground and yeah. just try to commune with the earth and trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah. Um, if she can kind of decipher if there's like a new normal pattern, quote unquote normal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think she's just gonna be one with nature for, let's you know. do that. So this is a, um, I think a discern realities role. So what we're going to do cool. is you're going to roll 2d6 and you're going to add your wisdom modifier. Okay. And then yeah, you'll be able to ask one. some questions. Cool. Uh, so you're there's going to roll my, those two. Okay. Give me something good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nine plus, plus my wisdom. wisdom is plus one. Awesome. Ten. So that is a complete success. So on a 10 plus, you get to ask the GM three questions from the list below. Oh. Here's the list. There's a it's list. Okay. Under discern oh, realities. Perfect. Let's start with it. Who's really in control here? Ah. Uh, so in nature, things follow a food chain and there are alpha predators in the wild who you could say are the ones who are really in control here. In this part of the world, there are creatures that move earth that can move the very mountains they sail between. And there's a creature that lives in this land that you would have heard about in legends, but hasn't been seen for many, many, many years. Uh, It's known as a neophilid. It is a giant worm with tentacles and teeth. Oh, Um, that's horrifying. Yeah. Um, When you say giant, I mean like we're talking like just bigger than it normally is or are we talking like giant like you know huge like mammoth size it's technically this the, okay. it's as big as a mountain it's it's huge like it's a it's dune it's a dune worm from dune okay yeah i just finished reading that i oh, didn't actually yeah. like watch the movie yet so i want oh, to, it's a good I watch. To do that. you should watch both they're they're great would like to would like to okay so that's my first question check um second um what here is useful or valuable to me mm so uh hmm what here is useful or valuable to you mm-hmm So as you walk through these spaces, you're noticing that there are small amounts of vegetation here and there. Mm -hmm. You recognize the plants. Some of them are useful and some of them are not. Uh, You recognize that there are local plants here which can be used to make a salve for injuries. Um, It can be helpful to relieve pain and to disinfect the wounds. And so you can gather up those those, uh, leaves and things to create little potion that would be able to help heal your your yourself a small degree 
Cool. That's good to know. Um, and then what should I be on the lookout for? Okay. So you should be on the lookout for any possible sightings of a warlord, even far off. You should be looking out for this ancient worm. And you should probably be on the lookout for any um, raiders or uh, folks who live out in these parts who might try to take advantage of you or, you know, rob you of your your things. Um, Some people recognize warlords and are afraid of them, and some people don't recognize them. Some people don't care. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Kiana reflects on all of those observations and um, gives you some some things to think about as you travel. Um, does do you, does does any of that information change how you're traveling or make uh, any decisions for you? Um, I think. Um. Short answer, yes. Uh, Longer answer, uh, I think she now is looking for this vegetation um, and trying to see how frequent she sees it. um, Because if it's readily available, then, you know, she doesn't need to grab it right away. But if it's sparse, then um, it's probably wise to just grab some um, and just, you know, shove it in her, her... your bag yeah absolutely lack of a better term um (laughs) and i i think also i mean she was already kind of aware of you know the other like warlords obviously and Mm -hmm. and, um and you know anybody she's always on the lookout for you know anybody's gonna rob her you know take advantage of her so i think the but the giant worm thing is something that would you know probably come out of you know it could come out of the ground um Mm -hmm. and that you would just not see that coming because it's so titanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think she's trying to feel the vibrations more with her feet um, just to see if she can feel any of the slightest movement, I guess. Sure. So, yeah, Keanu c- continues to travel and is searching uh, by searching through her feet to vibrations for anything nearby or anything traveling through the rock. Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't you, let's see. um, So as Kiana searches through the, the, these wooded areas um, and she's on the lookout, she catches a glimpse of something moving uh, to her right out of the corner of her eye. Cool. She, um, I think she will whirl about. I think she'll already have her map out to just see where this dot thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, you look at the map, you see your mm-hmm. dot, um, mm-hmm. and then that dot that was heading toward you—it's still heading toward you. It's still a ways okay. off. So that's—it's so closer to you now. So that's clearly not that dot thing. Um, so, so I think she will just. Um, I think she'll bring out her weapons, um, her rapier and her parrying 
dagger and put away her um, map just to be on the ready for anything. Yeah. Um, you As you whirl about, you check your map. The dot's nowhere near. And you put the map away and you take mm-hmm. out your armament. Yep. Um, something calls out from the wooded areas. Says, yeah. I mean no harm. I mean no harm. Show yourself. Uh, and then out from behind one of the blighted trees steps this figure in rags. And it's clearly like been through a lot. Um, it's a... Uh, s- what's odd is some of the clothes appear to have been fancy at one point. They were nice clothes. But now they're ruined and tattered and dirty. The hair has grown over in places. And this person has been clearly living out here for far too long without any kind of shelter or um, bath. Um, the person steps out and says, it, it, I am sorry. It, I mean you no harm. What do you want? Uh, uh, nothing. I, uh, I only wish to serve, warlord. I only wish to serve. Um, okay. Uh, have you seen a giant worm around? Oh, well, the Neophlid. Yes. Uh, it's okay. far to the north here. Uh, oh, good. But its vibrations can be felt for many miles. Oh, that's also a good note. Thank you. Um. <clears throat> I only wish to serve, my lord. Doing great. Keep up the good work. Uh, I'm sorry, what was your name? My name is Call. Call. It's great, great to meet you, Gal. It's very nice to meet you. Yes, I'm Kiana. Kiana, the warlord. It is an honor to meet you. Well, thank you. Please, do you, do you have any food? I need food. Do you have any? Please, yes. please. Yes, I do. Um, how long has it been since you've last eaten? I don't know the time here. The time here. Hmm. I've noticed that too. Um, okay. So she will. So she takes out um, a dungeon ration and gives it to Call. Um, but she also warns it, him, her, what, what kind of mm, they. <laughs> Hard to tell. Okay. Um, this thing full of rags um don't go sharing this this is for you and you alone okay and please take care of yourself as you go to give the rations call makes a play and tries to grab all of the dungeon rations and swipes it um uh what do you do I'm going to fight this little <laughs> 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 crazy thing. Um, but what I will do. Hmm. Well, I have something called throw down the gauntlet. On mine, mm-hmm. and you challenge someone to a duel. Mm-hmm. Um, on a 10 plus, they choose two. If they do not accept, on a seven through nine, they choose one if they do not accept. So, 
you want to try that? Yeah, let's oh. let's challenge this thing to a duel. All right, roll the dice. All right, and it's still two d six. Yes. Yep. Okay. Let's see. Here, you want me to see? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'll take a look at this sheet. Ooh, a ten. And then you would add your charisma, but it doesn't matter because you already have a ten. So if on a ten plus they choose two, if they do not accept. On a seven to nine, they choose one if they do not accept. So the sky um, is not going to accept the duel. He's trying to grab the food and run as you are throwing down the gauntlet. Uh, so you got a 10 plus, so you get two. They choose two. Which two are they going to choose? I'm getting confused in my pronouns of they's and <laughs> you's. And right. I'm trying to understand it, but I'm locked in here. Okay, so they can either... Uh lose the respect of their peers or underlings they could retreat or i can take plus one ongoing against them until they defeat me oh okay so the call has refused so the call, the gauntlet is yep, is so running away with three of your dungeon rations right now <laughs> dude okay uh so clearly she's not gonna let that go so she's gonna run after him and she's going to fight him anyway. All right. So what are you going to do, Kiana? Um, He's This character, I believe he is making its way pretty far now. Starting crap. to get away from you. Okay, so then I will do some flawless blade work. Because I'm awesome like that. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, boy. That was a seven. So what does it say? Uh, seven, oh, plus intelligence is two. That doesn't really help. On a seven and nine, deal your damage and apply one technique and your opponent attacks you. So one of my techniques, I am going to tether. I'm going to, your attack pins your target shadow to the ground, preventing them from moving more than a few feet from the current location. Okay. Cool. Oh, and then I have to do damage, right? Yep. Which is, which one again? Your D8. D8. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Come on, come on, come on. Eight. eight. Yeah. Huzzah! So... Um, you pin his shadow to the ground and you deal eight damage with your blade works. Uh, Kill this guy. Yeah, so this person is on death's door, let's say. Okay. They are near death. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm sorry, warlord. I am I mean no harm. Okay, so I'm then just I... just hungry. So she will try this solve thing. So you apply the, the, the staff to the wounds, mm -hmm. and they um, help a little, but your your blade works there were pretty devastating. The, the wound is, is very serious, um, and this person will die without serious intervention. Ooh. Um. Come on, warlord. Come on. He tried to jack your food. Come on. Cog. Just 
silence for a second. All I right. know. All right, I'm not supposed to help. You're right. I know. Um, yes, but desperate times call for desperate desperate measures. But I have nothing that will save this guy. Kiana has a memory that flashes in her mind of her and Fira, her mentor, working together, dueling with their blades. At one point, Kiana appears to have the upper hand, but then Fira, Fira counters and is able to put you on your back and reminds you of the message that mercy can be the most powerful thing. Yes, so I can't obviously leave this guy, but I can't really... This thing. Um, so... Okay. Side question. So I have this, um, what is it called? Unseen servant, uh, that I can pull out. Is that something that I can use to transport this guy? Let me or, see. Cause it's just one of those, it's in a cantrip spell and it, I'm sorry. I don't have it pulled up. Oh, but, the cantrip um, unseen servant. I'm not yeah, sure. I know it can do like, you know, all the other things just random stuff but i don't know about i don't think it can take anyone anywhere i'm not sure that's how that works okay all right fine we will trying to put you in a spot here i know you're doing great job (laughs) great job great job (laughs) um okay so she will How heavy is this this thing? Oh, geez. Um, uh, this person has been suffering from malnutrition for a long time, and so they're probably so pretty probably light. light. They're yeah. somewhere in the round of like 90 pounds. Okay. Soaking wet. Cool. So then she could probably handle carrying this thing. Um, so I think she will put all of her stuff on the Unseen Servant. Mm-hmm. And then she will carry this thing um, until his dying breath, I sure. think, at this point, or so, until she can find something. So I don't type. have Unseen Servant in front of me here, but I'm pretty sure that it will work uh, just as long as you are able to concentrate on it. And if anything were to break or if you were to stop channeling this thing, then it would go away. Yeah, I'm pretty I think sure. I, I know it's if anything something happens like to me, then it, it's done. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't remember everything else. I'm sorry. I didn't so, that so you, up. that's cool. So you, um, yeah, you pack everything onto your unseen servant and then you lift up call. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, warlord. I wanted to see you go the distance and this is how you're going to play. Hey, Cog. Zip it. <laughs> All right. So, and who says I won't go the distance? I'm like Hercules. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, I think she probably will feed him a feed call portion um, because I think that this poor thing needs it. Yes. So so Um, you go ahead and do that. I will do that. And he he eats it greedily. Okay. So now we're down three there. Okay, cool. All right. And so then she turns around and goes back the way that she was headed originally. 
really, you're going to go south. Um, yeah, wherever the dot was, that's where oh. she's going. Oh, no, okay, sorry, I misunderstood. So you are heading toward the dot still? Yep, okay. still still on the same <laughs> okay. dumb path. <laughs> it's working out great. Yeah, so far. So far, it's awesome. <laughs> Until uh, an enemy comes, and yeah. then... Uh, hmm. you, you, hear, you feel the ground rumble as you continue on your path, now carrying Call in your arms. Uh, Call still... Oh, I'm sorry, warlord. Okay, so this starts to make her nervous. So I think at this point, because um, she's obviously not going to be able to fight with this guy here. So she is going to... Are these like sand... You said sand trap, quicksand things? What What are they? So... Is it something that I can like essentially... Or is it more like the rocks, the mountain things? I can make a little... Sorry. Fort thing for him to like put him in a safe spot. Oh. Until I come back for him or he dies. You I can don't know. you can try to do that. Why okay. Not? All right. Because uh, I just didn't know like if I'm gonna drop him in a sinkhole or something. Well, like I that, won't do just, that to you. <laughs> he's just dead. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so sad. I mean, not that I would that Kiana would know. I'm just wondering how like because if I. Start down that whatever it's fine. We're gonna we're gonna roll with this. Yeah, we're um, gonna roll with it. So, I think she decides that she's going to um, try and find like a, a little cave um, or like a little overhang somewhere where she can put call for the time being. Uh huh. Um, and so then she can continue on because she's obviously not going to be able to fight with with this guy. Okay, so this thing. Why don't we then? Um, is that like a discerning reality thing or like, or what is that? Well, I think that you can do that. Yeah. Why don't you just do that? I don't think there would be a role for this. I oh, mean, you okay. could like, you could try to like discern realities maybe to um, ask like what here is not what it appears to be. If you were looking for like sinkholes and stuff, but I don't know if that's really necessary. You can, okay. You can use your knowledge of nature to be able to find a spot for a call and be able to give him a small, like, shelter. Cool. All right. So then I will do that. I'll um, put him in a little space, um, put some more of that solve on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she'll also collect some more of the leafy vegetation um, to replenish herself. Yeah, um, good idea. Her supplies. And then she's going to... Um, she's just going to leave him there. She's going to take her unseen servant away um, and just put everything back on. All right. So this takes some time. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> all of that takes a little bit of time and it's now night. Okay. Um, it took forever, but the sun finally set. Uh, it's dark. Um, you are still in these treacherous uh, areas. Um, you leave Call, and as you're leaving, Call says, Wait, Warlord. Yes, Call. And he reaches into a part of his fabric and pulls out a small handheld mirror and extends it out 
to you. Okay, she takes it, and she's kind of uncertain about what it is because, I mean, you know, magic and stuff. <laughs> Watch the peaks. The peaks through the mirror? Watch the mountain peaks. Watch the mountain peaks, okay. Thank you, Cole. I appreciate that. Um, You're not sure if it's the ramblings of a near-dead madman or if it's actually useful advice, but... Right. I think at this point she's she's willing to try anything, yeah. though. Um, so she's, she's probably going to use that to like kind of look behind her while she's looking forward yeah. so she can kind of look above and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, yeah I, I think she'll still use it. All right. So... And does that have a weight to it? One weight. Okay, that one does have a weight. Okay, so... Make sure that I have... Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm good because... Well, there's one. Those didn't have anything. Okay, we're still good. Okay, all right. Good. So Kiana leaves call behind. Mm Mm-hmm continuing on your journey toward the dot that is traveling toward you and as you get closer the rumbling in the ground grows stronger okay she continues to on and she tries to maintain her focus and her balance because it's obviously a little bit harder now mm-hmm. <laughs> with that um but yeah she's she's committed at this point to chasing after this thing yeah. this this dot this warlord um, um unless a big giant worm comes in which case you know i mean there's there's that yeah, <laughs> she'll there's deal that. with that as as it comes <laughs> yes and you shall um um kiana is still traveling um the handheld mirror weighs in your pocket and reminds you of call um you're reminded of a lot of things you're reminded of your twins and you wonder what they're doing right now what does um, Kiana think about when she thinks about her twins? I think she thinks a lot of things, obviously. Um, I think she knows that they're very capable of, I mean, they're 50 years old, which is still young in elf years. Um, but um, they've been through some things already in their young lives, um, as most elves do. But, you know, they're not a foreigner to grief or anything since, you know, their dad um, is dead. Um, so I think she's not necessarily worried about them at all. And she, she also knows that Fira will take care of them Um if anything, you know, but, um, the last thing you saw of them were the frost giants stepping out of that portal to confront them. A Fira, but they left the twins in the wagon. Right. So yes. Um, but as her mentor, I don't think she's overly concerned about Fira at this point. Um, I mean, worried. Sure. But if anybody can get out of it, it would be Fira. So, I think she's pretty, 
pretty confident in where they are and she's not allowing herself to think anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she, she can afford that yeah. mental drain as well as, you know, yeah, that will affect physically her being aware of her surroundings. Yeah. So I think she's trying to stay positive and like willing herself to think positive thoughts mm-hmm. so that everybody's fine back, mm-hmm. back there. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah. As you were thinking, a shot rings out. Well, shoot. Um, okay, she does a quick roll to the side. All right. Defy danger. Roll Sweet. plus dex. So, Two ro- yep. Okay, that's eight, and dex is two. All right. So ten. That's ten. Woohoo. You do exactly that. You roll out of the way of this shot, and it strikes the ground phew, right next to you. Whew. That was quick. Yeah. Quick thinking. Nice. So uh, you quickly scan the mountain peaks, and you see a shiny figure. It seems to gleam in the night. Like things are reflecting off of it? Yes. Gleaming? Okay. <sighs> But it's so far away. I mean, you can see basically just the glint of light, not even really making out an entire figure. It's so far away. Okay. And was this like a like a bullet? Mm-hmm. That unmistakably unmistak- the shot of a bullet. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I think then if it's still really far away, is this to the South east. This is to the north of you. North. Okay. And we decided that the moving dot is to the west of me. It's is to that the north right? of you. It is also to the north of me. Yep. Okay. So she consults her map really quickly to see if this is the warlord that it's, she's going for. It's hard to tell the scale of this map, but right. it would better. appear <laughs> that the figure from how far away they are could be the dot that is now fairly close to you. Okay. It's possible. All right. Uh, As you are consulting your map, another shot goes out. Okay. Um, I think she just flattens herself on the ground. All right. Point. I think that's still a dex thing. So why don't we roll plus dex? It's a 10 again. Again, you go flat and it goes right over your head. You can hear the zoom of the bullet pass right by. Okay. Um, So she knows she's in a very precarious situation because clearly whatever this thing that's shooting can see really well and she cannot. Yeah. Um, I mean, she can being an elf better than like us humans. Absolutely. But... Um, and that I might think, be the only way you're able to see him at all. Yes, that's probably true. Um, so I think she quickly scans around to see if there's any cover that she can take. Yes, there's cover nearby. Nearby, okay. So then I think she's going to run for it. All right, go for her, that run. Defy Dex one more time. Another shot rings out. Six plus two is an eight. Okay, so on a seven to nine, you stumble, hesitate, or flinch. Gene will offer a worse outcome but, 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 or ugly choice. So, What were the uh, options again? So the GM will offer you a worse outcome, hard bargain, or ugly choice. Okay. 
Which one are you offering? So you are um, able to try to make this cover, mm-hmm. um, but you will likely be hit. Okay. Or you can try to not go for cover, but you will be in danger for more shots. Okay, so, and that's just only on this one. Yep. Okay, cool. So I think then she is going to, she's quickly in her mind thinking that she's going to try and like see how fast this this thing um, can react. So she acts like she is going to run to this cover, mm-hmm. which is probably what that thing yeah. is already anticipating. Yeah. So she does that, but then she does a um she quick faints um you said it's to the left yeah so she quick faints to the right yeah <laughs> instead okay so you're still out and still out in the yeah. open yep yep all right so as you are um you're quickly like trying to dodge these bullets and you're doing an amazing job. Like it's incredible. You're able to move this fast and all you have is the reaction time between hearing the shot go out and the bullet arriving. Yeah. And, uh, as you are, uh, recovering, you can see that the figure is now moving. It's going down the mountain peak coming toward you. This glint of light. Great. I think she's going to, You feel the ground rumble now harder than ever. It begins to shake violently. The earth trembles and rocks pour down from their peaks. And then suddenly from a wall next to you, uh, far, far, let's see, about 50 feet in front of you, between you and this figure, a giant looming shadow erupts out of the rock, crushing rock, and then it arrives. And it's just this massive worm with this huge flapping mouth with teeth coming on each flap and then tentacles from those flaps, like reaching out into the night sky, entangling whatever they can, picking up rock and tree. Great. This titanic figure. And then you hear another shot and you hear the beast wail. Right? Oh, well, that's exciting. Okay. <laughs> that was probably meant for me, <laughs> but <laughs> who knows? Um, okay. So, okay. I think she's going to run for cover again. Try to run for cover. Now's a good time. You are yeah. able to do so. So you can run and find any cover you like. Great. I what think... kind of cover do you find? Um, I think it's going to be around... Um, a mountain but like on the lower end of things so she can kind of like it's underneath like this ledge yeah um so then she can kind of peer out and look and be able to see around her um but not get hit from above yeah um i I think that's yeah i think that take kind of stock before she goes charging anywhere yeah um try and get her bearings yeah yeah Absolutely. So you're able to do that and you're able to catch your bearings and you can see that this worm has now completely removed itself from the side of this mountain and is now out in the open and it appears to be doing battle with this glinting figure. 
uh, you get able to get a closer look at the figure now. It's clearly uh, a, a humanoid figure, but with it is this um, kind of beast, a, a kind of like a dog, but it's also glinting. And as you can get closer, as it gets closer to you and from your vantage point, and you're those, you have those elven eyes, you can see that these figures, the, both the humanoid and the dog, are almost completely composed of metal that they appear to be completely clad in some kind of metal. Okay. So I am going to do the more interesting thing here, and I think I'm going to join in to try and kill this worm thing. All right. So, so what are you going to do? I think that I will... I'm going to do some flawless blade work. I'm going to run. She's going to run as stealth-like as, you know, elves do. Uh-huh. Um, to the opposing side of wherever this, these armored things are. Yeah. Um, and I think because it's busy, the worm thing is neophilid. Yeah, yeah. Um, is busy with them. So I think she's going to try to... Um, do some flawless blade work. All right. And, you know, catch Kiana, it unaware. Exactly. You charge out from your cover and you've got your blades drawn. You're ready to fight this massive worm looming in the night sky, covering up the stars. And then this glinting figure farther off, pew, pew, shooting at it, right? Yep. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the dog tearing into it, right? And yeah. this huge fight is erupting. But I think... That is where we're going to leave things for this episode. Aww. Yeah, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> guess you'll just have to come back and listen I guess next they'll time. just have to come back. <laughs> hmm. Well, folks, that's the end of episode two. Thank you, Emma, for joining me once again and playing Kiana. This has been a really fun session. I can't wait to figure out how you mess up this giant worm. Yes. Uh, but we do need to end things now. So, Emma, is there anything that you would like to plug or anything you'd like to talk about? Oh, boy. Um say like donate to Planned Parenthood if you haven't yet donate to uh, abortion access funds yeah I don't think right anything's really coming up for me right now um, no shows or anything coming no I'm, I'm kind of thinking about taking a break I mean I've been planning on taking a break um, yeah for a while and um, just because it, it takes like two shows back to back was just it's a crazy. lot that's crazy um, but there's some shows that I'm like, oh, but that could be interesting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so Draw I'm trying to back in. Yeah, I'm trying to talk myself out of them, but you know, we'll see what happens at the end. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I think. So I think stay I'm good. tuned, listeners. You don't know what's going to happen next with Emma. Could be something cool. Maybe she's just going to relax. Either way, though, you are going to be doing some half keto, so you can catch her at the gym. Heck yeah. Or at the dojo. Yeah. Um, for myself, I don't know. I've got shows. Check out teehiscomedy.com for future shows at Teehees. Uh, also check out Ilkhouse, I-L-K-H-A-U-S on Facebook.com. That's also my house. Um, we do shows here all the time, so you can check those out. Uh, that's probably it for me as well. Uh, well, uh, gosh, I want to I dig into this worm, but we just don't have the time. I know. Uh, all right. Thank you, listeners, and stay tuned because part two of episode two is coming up right now.
but you're not, you know, like yeah. she's straight up yeah. like uh, doing great. She's got yeah. all these great comedians coming in and stuff like that. So, man, I'm yeah. just I'm so I'm yeah. so. Yeah, I think she's I think she's doing a great job, man. Um, yeah, she had uh, Tim Sullivan and uh, Rena Call and Krista Toomey, Kristen Toomey. And like, dude, like she's. She's pulling big people, and she's got uh, people behind, you know, because when she first opened up his comedy club, uh, she had Chris Schlichting headline, and then she had Donnie, Donnie headline, and then she had, you know, she was doing, she's doing, you know what I mean? Like, so, but at least, at least there's somebody there supporting the community because it used to be Penguins, you know what I mean? And I don't know. I mean, me, yeah, yep. And then I, I, you probably hadn't done it long enough, but uh, Tim, you probably at least uh, you know you've been around long enough. Yeah, Penguins was the was the game, man. Like we would travel from Davenport to go to Penguins. A lot of really funny comedians, I think, developed at Penguins, and so so many funny. Um, who comes to mind? Uh, Andrew. Uh, what's his name? Stuart Klein. Oh, Stu- oh, Andrew Klein. Yeah, Andrew Klein. Yeah, yeah. Funny, absurd man, mm-hmm. and Obscure. an incredible stand-up. Mm-hmm. But by the way, this is um, part two, episode two of uh, Des Moines and Dragons Warlords Crisis Tournament. Uh, I am Tim Overton. We are enjoying McDonald's. It is. <laughs> Almost 11 o'clock at night. We also have Johnny Bootlegger's uh, Blue Vodka. Uh, spon- we're sponsored by Blue Vodka. Uh, by Tangan, J- Tangan and Yose find themselves in the mountains walking and mm-hmm. bullshitting with each other on the path. So anyway. I was almost dead. You were almost dead. We've been traveling a little while, and mm-hmm. you've had time to rest and heal. You was balls to the walls. You had cuts on your back. Bro, some pilgrim ass elf almost got me, dude. Yo, but I fucking I felt like you definitely, you know, every time you a fight came, you were like, "Let's get him!" Like, and I yeah, mean, I was that's not just, not running them. No, nope, not running no. Fades. He wasn't running. running he fades. was going. So I gotta I gotta give it to you for that, man. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I tried to help, but you know, I'm only three inches no, tall. No. So I'm sorry if our our. Our podcast only ends up three episodes. Just, <laughs> you can't just kill us quick, and then that's that. <laughs> but you didn't. Snow you we're survived. Going balls to the wall for it. And you slept right. Like so, yeah, we're, we chilling. were rested. We're Cat are naps, we are son. we are we fully revived? Like is this a our is this hit point? Uh, is it we HP? should light a joint now. Is it HP. Yeah. So he's 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 fully he's fully level. Which that reminds me, I have an order of business. Uh, like, did he get extra experience and stuff like that as well? Oh, or? I have to go to my car and grab the that sheet. he can dude. roll? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. No, you're good. You can go ahead and grab that. I love how you can just cut stall. and edit this whenever. Oh, so well, yeah. Like we chop. Can chop it up. No. You want to see me teleport? Watch. No, chop up. <laughs> <laughs> now he's chop teleported. Ta-da. <laughs> Boom. Um, that does bring about... A an order of business that needs to be settled. Um, he has to he, he has to roll right for his experience. Did he get experience and he's able to roll to so upgrade upgrade at all? In this game, um, there are uh, ways that you get experience um, by playing the game by doing well, 
and there are questions that are asked, and if a question can be answered, then you'll get an experience point. So let me bring that up. I'll bring that up as well. That's great, yeah, because um, uh, my experience being a fairy, you know, I've always just been kind of, well, you know, you know, we just always been lingering, just, you know, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a peaceful thing. Uh, I think uh, fairies eat flesh. I don't know if that's true. Up to you. Well, you know, I mean, I'm just hanging out, you know. So, you know, yeah. At the end of the session, this is something we didn't do at the end of the session, and I've, I'm going to do this with all of the players and get people caught up, but I'll explain yeah. it for the listener here. Um, when you reach the end of the session, you choose one of your bonds that you feel is resolved, completely explored, no longer relevant, or otherwise. Ask the player or the character you have the bond with if they agree. If they do, mark XP and write a new bond with whomever you wish. This is something that the other players have not done yet, but is unique to you two. Because the other players are by themselves, but in Dungeon World, the system mm -hmm. we're using, there is a specific mechanic for creating companionship. It's called bonds. Let's go. And you two have a bond. How would you, Yose or Tengen, describe your bonds with each other? How do you feel toward the other well i grew up with it man i mean i was yeah. i was i was i was this dude's i Lovers. mean right <laughs> off the right off the bat man yeah. i mean he yeah. was my homie like instantly you know and then we you know we we traveled and we lived man. yeah i feel like almost like my shaman you know mm. i'm saying like my my guide yeah mm. yeah help me keep a I'd have been dead by now, probably. Like I'm, <laughs> like I'm his Nate dog too. You know what I'm saying? To, <laughs> to, you know, all of Death Row. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, That's so funny. <laughs> so your bond, I feel, is is not really resolved, but now we know what it is, and you two have this bond with each other. So, like on your character sheet, Tengen, yeah. uh, you would want to put. Uh, under the category of bonds and write out just a sentence that describes your relationship with Yose. And that way, um, and, and same for Yose, you would have the same thing except your situation's a little different. We're playing your character a little differently. Um, so rather than have uh, that, you would... Uh, just say it. You would, you would just give aid. So the move that this is relevant to in Dungeon World is called aid or interfere, mm -hmm. where you do a roll that's 2d6, and then you add your bond, uh, however many bonds you have with that character. And so you would add plus one. If you roll a 10 plus, then you can give a plus one to uh, Tangan's roll or a, a minus two if you wanted to interfere. Um uh, otherwise, if you roll a seven through nine, you get the modifier, but you're put in danger. So that's kind of the trade-off. So this depends on whether or not I like him right now or not. Kind of. You can either aid or interfere, right? Mm, okay. And so if you wanted to help him with a roll and describe how you help him with that roll, then you could do a roll yourself Ooh. where you roll 2d6 and add the one for your bond that you have with him. Okay. Could he negatively affect my roll? He could if you wanted to. He could yeah. try to interfere <laughs> so funny, and though. describe nah, how it works. It's worth it. Okay. All right. But, so, so, but I'm, not in fear. I'm not interfering in the way that... Um, 
So I'm just I'm only interfering in the way that I could uh, deduct his um, his uh, role score. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Okay, so that because you're not resolving any bonds, you don't get any XP from that. But there are, are other possibilities here. Um, next thing to look at is your alignment after your bonds. So do you know what your alignment is, Tangan? My alignment. Oh, the oh! I have to pick between lawful, chaotic, or evil. Lawful, chaotic, or evil. What do you think Tangan is? I feel like I'm pretty chaotic, G. You got a feather pen, or? Uh, I got a normal <laughs> pen. What are those called? What's a feather pen is that? Fairy well, you talk? Remember, remember back in the day they used to oh. have a, they dip them in the ink and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Quill. <laughs> a, a quill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. You got a quill. Pen. You got a quill ready. I got a pencil if you need a pencil. <laughs> it's got to be a quill. It ain't real if it ain't a quill. You got that. You got a pen and pencil. Chaotic is somewhere in between evil and lawful. So read off chaotic for me. Uh, looks like um, frame someone else for your deeds for better or worse. Mm. Is that Damn, Tangan? Do you think that describes up. Tangan's motivations? It's interesting because what is the other ones? Uh, put the mission ahead of good of yourself and your allies yeah i'm probably lawful yep that sucks yeah dude lawful is a tough path to walk but that's, that's a, a righteous awful. path it's righteous because you're samurai or ninja 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 which Shinobi. is a deceptive um yeah. so lawful yeah but i also just square up with people and don't <laughs> sometimes follow the law di- the ninja. different that's my dude <laughs> That's my dude. <laughs> All right. So you're so you're lawful. So the question is, if you fulfilled that alignment at least once this session, then mark an XP. So right. did you do that last session? I don't think we were. I don't think, I don't we, think we paid yeah. attention. I think we stayed on track with the mission, but I mean, I don't think that I. Yeah, we didn't go back to the paperwork as much as we should have. Put the mission ahead of. Uh, I don't even know. I'm just a fairy. I don't know fairy that I can actually else. like read yeah, these you things. Should totally be on my paperwork too with me, huh? Well, I just don't know. I mean, you know, I'm companion, really right? Though. So. Correct me if I'm wrong. I have to pick. Um, I get to pick one or two moves, Tim, with the advanced moves. One of the advanced moves on the left column when you level up. And you are level three. Everyone that's starting is level three, so you are able to pick two. Advanced moves, one for level two and one for level three. So see, so, so this part of, on the bond here that says fill in the name of one of your companions at least, and it says they do not know it, but I have posed as blank in the past. So that's blank an example of a bond. Where the weapons are hidden, yeah. Yeah, those, those are possible bonds, but not necessarily the ones that you will use. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Just kind of giving examples. Uh, it's an example. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. So you're the lawful alignment, and did you put the mission ahead of the good of yourself and your allies at any point last session? I mean, you ran into danger. You jumped through that portal, right? There well, were cannons going after you. could have been hurt. Aren't I yeah. the ally? You're the oh, ally yeah, yeah, in that yeah. question. Oh, but yeah. So I couldn't have been, though. But I felt like uh, last time we had did this... Um, I, I wasn't actually even in an involvement, so I was kind of just flying around because there was no way that I was going to be killed. Well, it's possible. You could have been. Despite your uh, plucky demeanor, <laughs> you are a part of the world. Mm-hmm. I was trying, yeah, 
to keep you. Yeah, yeah. the world is a dangerous place. I'd rather you not get involved. I'd rather fight, you know, keep the homies safe. Well, well, if, but you, if you feel that you did, then you get an experience point. If you feel like you didn't, then you don't get an experience point. So that's up to you. I think. Uh, I think you were pretty head forward. No I think lawful. I think the lawfulness in me won't let me get my point. Yeah, that's fair. So then the next questions. There are three questions to decide the next experience points that you well, get. First, hold on. I, before I move ahead, ahead. Oh, okay. Check with my fairy guy. Mm, what's up? I get two advanced moves, right? Um, oh yeah, we need to look at your I'm character sheet. Right now is great fireball technique. Okay. Fireball juice because it's just. I mean, it's already distance. I'm already throwing shuriken anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, you know. Um, there's an explosive seal, which you could like set it somewhere and detonate it when you want to, or it'll go off whenever. I feel like that one's too risky. I I think that's risky, but I also think that's some straight up ninja shit. It is some ninja shit. You this know what I mean? Crazy. Uh, mental influence technique. Jedi mind trick. That's probably my favorite. I'm gonna go ahead and say both of those, right? <laughs> yeah, the fireball yeah, and then yeah, that one. Fireball why and that one. Yeah, why yeah. Why I need anything else? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, so good. Yeah, why are you throwing a fireball, but also mentally wrecking these dudes? Yeah, and the, when we get to the advanced, advanced ones, these ones over here, these six to ten, there's exploding clone, which I think is gonna be the best. I one. like the exploding clone, man. I was a fan of that. Yeah, right. That's pretty yep. sick too. Because you get to. Uh, you know, I just imagine it in the way that you kind of just backflip out of that, yeah. right? And then you leave it, like you, you know, I'm kinda, not even there when it happens, type of thing. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you know, you backed off, and there's a clone of I'm you, and then when they approach it, it, it explodes, which is pretty dope. Yeah, I think that is pretty dope. All right, Tim, we have selected the two. Okay. Um, we doing fireball and mind manipulation, mind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a summoning contract where I can summon. Remember one of those. Remember a, a bear, a hawk, a dog, a fox, a cat, an owl, a rabbit, a that, toad. That's great, but you got me. But then sometimes, yeah, and then also, and I'm gonna get jealous. And <laughs> hey, fuck that. But dog. yeah, but like yeah, I'm like standing back, flying around while your hawk comes in and p- p- plucks out dude's eyeballs, Dude, and I'm like, man. what about me? Like I, I could do that. something. I could have did that. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hawk ain't even that tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a ninja, man. This ain't America. <laughs> we don't need a bald eagle. Like, let's get it. What was this, PETA? <laughs> right. Well, and then I, I would say that, yeah, there is also Are we allowed that. to make references from this world? Yes. Okay. Okay. Sick. We can make McDonald's references? I mean, <laughs> for, for our session, it is unique to this session. Okay. Okay. And I want it to be an experience that is enjoyable for the player. And I feel like that conversation that flows and is from a reality that we can share quickly mm-hmm. is a good place to start. And it's also condu- to conducive be. to yeah. uh, the, the forward motion of what we're doing. In the universe yeah. we live in, correct me if I'm wrong, like I'm not. Dragon World, no, right? No one's Oh, no, Dungeon World. Old, whatever, I'm 24, whatever. And then. But 500 but, but years. All of this, but all the time is collapsing into one. So now we are exposed to like modern and future stuff. Or not future, but maybe just. So like- you are actually from the future in a sense. Uh, you came from. Because of the event, right? Because of the event. A future 500 some years in the future. Time is not kept well in this world. Do you guys like one of these grogs? Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> that was sick. And while the world was collapsing for those 500 years, a lot of advancement happened. I mean, think about 
we're in 2022. Think about the year 1522. What was going on then? <coughs> okay. Racism. Well, <laughs> I don't think it stopped, but I like that yeah, was the yeah. main thing. <laughs> if you tra- if you traveled back Pixie and you yeah, if despite you- the world collapsing, uh, it's collapsed in a rather beautiful fashion, and a lot of advancements have been made. I love that when I tell people I got a fairy, they assume it's a girl. <laughs> yeah, do I sound nah, like a girl? It's the homie. <laughs> you right. <laughs> it's the homie. I mean, I feel like uh, when you say Afro Samurai, it makes it, it makes sense. No, that, that was the best comparison I think. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't have a character sheet, uh, Yose. You are an entity that exists as a story element, kind of active NPC, but uh, you are a player character. But that, I can roll too. You just said, and you can roll to aid or interfere, but you don't really have a health pool. You don't have any of that stuff. So you can want I a die? Health pool? Do you want to die? Do you want to be able to die? Well, did th- th- that would be uh, me having to fill out a whole I would thing, want right? You to live if you on roll, if, if you roll this d six, that'll be your health pool. Because I imagine you as a very tiny fairy, very fragile, very fragile, very yeah. You shouldn't get hit at all. Yeah, I'm Tinkerbell. I'll, I'll give you a d six. You want to roll a d six? We'll give you a health pool. But if I re if but that means that I can die, right? That, then you would be. I mean, I'm not saying I won't kill you regardless. Anyway. I, but like, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is, I'm trying is, to keep you alive. Here's it. But but here's the thing, though, is that I am, <coughs> I am, uh, <coughs> I'm I am Yose. <coughs> I'm your fairy, dude. So it's really up to you. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Like because I'm kind of your. You know what I mean? Well, I've known you ever since you was born. I'd really, I was a, I I'd was, really rather you not get involved unless it's life or death. Like, I'm like going to die, going to die. So but is like, there but, a way to do that? Yeah, like, see, if he's still rolling for interfering. What if uh, he's, di- what if he's can, dying and then I can interfere? Yeah, can he have a interfere or hinder but no health bar? Is that a thing? <sighs> I mean, it's kind of. Because it doesn't still, sound it's too playing. fair, does it? It doesn't yeah. sound fair, yeah. You're right. Like if you want to be making rolls, then you got to have skin in the game, especially I, in this world. So what you could he could do is have a health bar, do hinder or help, and then still like choose to like not roll if you want to. Yeah, like, but you can choose when to do it. But me having a health bar puts me in dangerous harm, dangerous way. I think, I think it puts me in harm's way because well, it, Tim could kill you off either way though. No, he could. So, well, I suppose. If you're going to go that route, you might as well have a health bar with me and then choose when you can do something. My health bar is going to be really small. We though. should give you like a real character sheet then, right? I mean, like you should have like a real health pool that's your full constitution plus your... Because at least I can get stronger? Yeah. Through experience? Yeah. Right? Like, because that would be the thing... If if we're and then if, this bond would make sense because it's supposed to be between player characters, right? Or if we make him like an automatic sixteen level and he stays there. <laughs> and but here's the thing: I don't have to they're fight fair. hardly ever. You know yeah, what I mean? That's I could still just jump in, sheet, but, but I still no got to care. Exactly. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because at least when it comes to that point, I could jump in and I have a role. I have a. Uh, and yeah, you know, because at this oh, point I'm only existent. I'm only existent, sort of. Yeah. Uh, as a you know mosquito, like I'm like. 
a fly on the wall. You know what I mean? Like no, a fly I get that. on the wall. And that's, yeah. and that's more how I saw you because at the end we could always do that. Which that I could guy do was that. In my, that guy was in my head the whole time. I'm your fairy, dude, there. so I got you, man. You know what I'm saying? I got you. So it's, it's whatever you want me to be. But <coughs> I think only Here's he, what I wouldn't only want to happen right. is you die and I have to keep doing this alone. So that's <laughs> correct. I'm gonna be like, bro, I miss my fairy G. <laughs> but it only makes sense the way Tim's talking about it because uh Yeah, I agree. Him being the DM, it should be his Because at least when I do intervene, if at thing. all, uh I I at least have hit points. I at least have, you know, some and, and also I could k- kinda get stronger in the way. Like what I, maybe yeah, and what we should really do is only like a life or death thing, man. You should only get involved if you absolutely have to because that's only life, the time I would yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm saying so the last time when you was rolling and you yeah, was down yeah, to like yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, Legit. if you was about to fight another dude, I mean it would make sense for me to intervene because not only would you almost you time. you probably could have died, but maybe I got something that'd stop yeah, that shit. It's true. And if I do die and you mm-hmm. stay alive, it's true. I mean shit. You got the These run. are really smooth mics, man, now that they're out and we're holding them and stuff. No, it's perfect. We get to chill. Easier, yeah. Well, you're my dude, so what do you want me to do? I think I thought it was Tim's I thought it was Tim's say so. I would say I would say I'd want you to. Tim, how do you think what do you think's easier as you as a as a playthrough, as like easier f- as us just playing through for a viewer who's I think not even a comic. I think the great thing about Dungeon World is it's about writing a story with your friends. And if the idea is you want to do the Afro Samurai thing where he has this almost figment of his imagination that isn't ever really in any kind of danger, but is around and might be able to help him kind he of does. he does an effort samurai he does intervene at one point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well that's a special moment right special mm-hmm. moment and so i will just give you the like the basis of like i'll make you I'll, I'll make you like an npc sheet where you have like a health pool armor and some moves that you do right and you'll also be able to aid and inter- interfere, and you have this bond. What if we write it up when it happens? Right? I mean, that's what... Maybe I'm not involved for. so much that, that I don't... That I you like don't it. There is no, you know... Uh, mm. But th- when I have to... I mean, when you're battling, dude, and you're about to die, when your run's about to be over, I mean, all I would be doing was sit back, commentate, and be like, damn, you died. And actually, maybe maybe I'm still alive and you die, and I don't even have any fucking. You just move on, bro. You just find the next person. I do. You watch the end of the tournament for you. I was with you since you were born, dude. I thought we was dogs. I'm gonna die when you die. Maybe I just kill myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, commit fairy suicide. Or maybe I go on like uh, I do like uh, I do like Hawkeye. You know what I mean? When he loses his family and he goes on a rogue, just goes rogue ninja, fairy, dude. dude. Rogue yeah. ninja, dude. That's tight. As a three three inch tall. <laughs> I would do like uh, uh, Pan's Labyrinth or wait, what is it? Pan's Labyrinth, but uh, where they're fairies, but they yeah, go into go into your that. body. Have you ever seen the Tooth Fairy movie? Rip your up. Oh, that movie was fucked. No so what? Believe the little girl. <laughs> I felt so what? So bad for it. So Tim, what is more? You know, I'm already writing it up here. Let's roll this d6 and decide how much health you have. Well, let's give him some space. Deep. 
I'm giving you an armor of one. Your damage is a D4. Yeah, you're weak. But don't I have any kind of fairy powers? Yeah. Yeah, what's your fairy power? I don't know. What do I have a choice of? Heal the this is a game of imagination, my friend. I would do healing for him. Healing. I feel like I would do something that is helpful for him. Yeah. What but else I, what I, else I, what I, else would a fairy ninja that comes from like a fairy clan, a ninja clan fairy? I would like, say it's also like a sensu bean too. So it's, it's when you're fucking dying. And I'm bringing you back. You just fucking like shit one out. Something on that area where it's not something I give out. It might be a tiny little seed or something. But we'll I'm, call it the healing seed. Uh, maybe I only have one. You're going to give him your healing seed. Maybe, maybe I've only, <laughs> maybe, and it'll equal your roll plus bond. So that means 2d6 plus the strength of your bond. And that will be how Six. much health you can deal. So it's a max of like 13 health that you'll be able to heal. Max of 13? Yeah, because you rolled two sixes and plus one. How much How much health does he have? How much health do you have? I have 19. So it's you have 19, bad. I can give you 13. Sick. That's you pretty dope. You should also do a cloak. If you could like cloak both of us, some kind of like... Ooh, I like the cloak, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, shit. Some kind of ninja stuff because we're... Uh, okay. So maybe, okay, yeah, cloaking. Yeah. That's dope. But I would think that I, I would only be here to help you. You got to roll this my own die. Shit. What'd you roll? Uh, I got to roll it. Here. Move this. Can I move that? Move guy? that. Move that. Yep. There it is. Four. Pretty solid. Well, we'll make it. We'll, we'll, we'll make it this plus your bond. You're a weird bond yeah. thing. Yeah. That first episode, we're just we'll bullshit. say five. <laughs> well, we didn't know where we were going, we're but now the out. now the story has been established. Yeah, we got ambushed and shit. I'm like, oh wait, hold on. All right, let's get that ass. Right. No, you were, dude, you were, dear, dude, Adam, all of them. And so it's awesome, awesome in the way that I got to be your dude in some way because that's mm-hmm. the way you run. Like, yeah. if you're going to fight everybody, well, you need some help, man. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm saying. I've been dead by <laughs> And now. I'm just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> we got to set a limit on it. All Let's right. roll for the limit. D6. What's the limit? What does that mean? This is how many beans you can give out before a day's rest. Oh, we're doing... Okay, I was Sick. only saying the one. Nice, no, just cool. one. That we've never, we've never. You used think one? one I think that's fair. One a day, one a day. No, just one. Just one a day. There's, that's fair. Day, All right, healing day. seed is one a day. Do I roll for that? That makes uh, sense. No, that's cool then. One a day is fine. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that way you at least have knowledge that hey, I can use this. Like I can almost die knowing that my man's got me in a second, or like it's okay if I get hit right now. Yeah. And probably cloaking, come back that's and kick great. me. Why not? It's actually pretty great for ninja. Is that it? I, I think that's it. I don't need to roll. All right, from I got your character sheet right here. All right. Here you go, Tim. You guys are still walking the <coughs> mountains. Off in the distance, you can hear um, the sounds of uh, engines roaring uh, pretty far off, but they echo through the ravines of the mountains in this part of the valley that you are. At you're at the 
base of the peaks and you're making your way northeast further into the mountains away from the action you look at the map all of the dots seem to be occupied there are uh, uh, three dots that are moving in a line away from your position and it seems to you uh you'll say to match the sounds you're hearing of engines roaring leaving the doppler effect getting quieter Hmm. Anyway, this. What is that? Like. That sounds like some big shit. Is that a- aliens? I don't know, but the plans to get high. Oh, and, and Cog is here, and he's like, "Hey, you guys have got me so fucking stoned." <sighs> <laughs> and he's his just giant eyeball is red. Just super red. Super red eyeball. I didn't know that giant eyeball could get squinty. Yo, we're supposed to meet that dude. Yeah, we gotta... What I don't dude? know, that noise. The fucking dude that we gotta beat up. That dude I'm here for. Honestly. Yeah. What's his name? Fuck, what's his name? Katana. It was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bitch name. <laughs> Mio, Miote Katana. Oh, Miote. yeah, no, he actually did have a dope name, huh? Right? Miote. Miote Katana. K-I... K A K A Katana Katana. I believe that was his name. Yeah. yeah. But either way. Either way, fuck that guy. Dude, but what are we gonna do, man? Okay, just okay so, so there's three dots heading away from us. And there's what's the closest dot to us on the map? Uh it would be those three dots, uh Leaving your position or heading away. We want to not the, leaving you, but like. We're on the base of the mountain. Are they on the mountain? They are not. They are now away from the mountains and going into the ashen lands, the barren wastes. Uh, is there. Does it look like they're going to like a focal point? Uh. Everyone just kind of going their own way. They're kind of. Can I see the map? Yeah. Sick. Well, no. Is there a town? Is there a town before that that we can kind of hang out and That's just what like I was do gonna a see thing? If there's like a high that we, maybe point? we could get some like gold or something. I was gonna see if there's a vantage point where we can see other circles or layers. I'll show you the map. Oh shit! Did I mess something up? Will you let me know? Oh, my leg cramping well, what up. What do you think? Because we're talking oh, about. Uh, yeah, stand up, hurry! It won't go away unless you stand on it. Um, there's only three dots, and they're all heading to the same direction. They're all really next. They're all really close to each other. Yep. Who do you think it is? It's other players. The circle. That they're other players for sure. But the the question is, do we go fucking follow all three just to try to run into dude? Dude, remember what your father taught you. <laughs> remember. I remember. I was there. I taught you to wait. Oh. There's a map. Oh, yeah, we're going to look at it. No, you're good. We'll walk over here. You're here-ish. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the they're bottom. Going towards Are that. we? We're coming down. Yeah. 
Oh, so we have to turn back. Yeah, we're going to have to, G. Aren't we heading to the dude? Is that the wasteland? Yeah. We got to get Katana, man. Where's Katana? And there's three dots here. Oh, see? Damn, we gotta go way up there, We fucking with this shit, but we're up here? I'm just saying, I'm just trying to... Yeah, let's head back then. We're heading for him, bro. If we happen to pass these guys, let's just pass through. Because I think that's the fastest way anyway. Maybe we can catch a boat from here. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go from here, catch a boat from Al... Alair? Alal. Alal. Alright, let's go to Alal. Catch a boat from Alal. Or is this the closest one? There's nothing there, be right? Closest, that's right? all. That's all desolate. That looks like yeah. shit. It looks like we won't even find a boat there. Yeah. This looks like the boat place we'll go to. Well, we gotta get down here, right? Yeah, he's way down here, dude. Let's just fucking. We gotta travel. Hightail it. Yeah. We gotta at least head the same. We gotta get the direction down. Bro, your wings better keep up. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm trying to walk and. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to walk and fly. Like alternate walk, walking while you're in the air, just yeah, look, been, just to make fun of us. I've been walking and flying, dude. Like, well, then I feel bad for you. You can't jungle. fly. Yeah, it's true. That's why I gotta look fly all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's ninja swag. <laughs> gotta be fly as fuck. All right, well then, let's head down this shitty gray mountain. <laughs> well, we're about to cross desolate, so it's also like, are we gonna run? We're probably gonna run into people to fight. I'm here for it. Part of me wants to just shoot a fireball from really far, and just keep it pushing. Dude, I got your back. Let's do it. All right, we uh, we head over there. We uh, we're we're running at moderate speed, but still slow enough to smoke a joint. All right, you guys got to consume three rations. You got to consume one ration for going out there, one ration for taking time to figure out what's going on, and another one to be heading back. Hmm. So we got to hunt something? Yeah, find some food. We ate all the rations. What's all around us? Bunch of desolate waste. This is bullshit. You're not eating, dude? Well, Why are you eating? I don't think I have anything to eat on me. And I got the munchies really bad. Well. We Are we going foraging? What we should do is try to find something to kill. To eat really quick. Where else would we find rations? In this... In this... Where we're going... How many rations would it take for us to get to the other place? Will we not make it in time? Or will we die of hunger? How many rations you got? I don't think it says. I think you got five. Standard adventure pack. But three have already been used. Have you gained any rations from the previous session? Uh I don't remember. No, we didn't use rations. We didn't use any. He went hard, just straightforward. Right. I didn't use any, but I also didn't pick anything up. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about... It doesn't say... It should be, I think, dungeon rations, five uses, one weight is a, is a standard pack one. in your But you gear. had... But you, didn't they... Didn't he get... He would have used three just by now, right? Yeah, in your adventuring gear here. 
you could choose either adventuring gear or three doses of a single poison. I think your adventuring gear would take care of. Oh, and your load is nine plus your strength. You start with dungeon rations, five uses, one weight. So you've got three uses used. So you've got two left. Would you guys like to attempt to uh, go on the hunt and find some stuff? So here's the deal. I mean, it works three ways. One of you needs to be able to scout ahead and to find uh, things. Someone needs to be able to keep guard and watch the rear. And one person needs to be able to uh, hold the camp and center. So there's two of you, and so you're gonna have to sacrifice one of those positions, either the fort or either the front, the middle, or the back. <sighs> We each have to choose a position. Yeah. Because we can only look certain directions while we're well, yeah. moving. Well, yeah. Well, let's at least... It'll be... either take more rations, or it'll take more time, or I don't it'll think anything is fast enough to keep up with us, so I don't think we need to look behind us. I mean, couldn't we... Couldn't I fucking camouflage us? That's true. But we're in the desert. I don't think we need to use it right now. There's nothing around us. I say we just head out and just don't let's look on the sides of us. Just run. All right. I mean, I'm going to fly. You're going to go fast? Yeah, just keep up. Yeah. All right. So I haven't been able to stop to jack off and like I have once. <laughs> like I, I feel like I should have been. I, I had should have masturbated a long time ago. I feel like you'd be the only one who could masturbate and keep up at the same time. I can actually. do it really fast, too, because I yeah, think I'm like a hummingbird, kind of just three inches, and I'm just like... Yeah, right. just hammer it out really quick. <laughs> do you want to consume more rations to go that fast, or do you want to not get as much as a result? I'm down to consume rations, I guess, but we just All right, so you rations. consume your last two rations, and you are able to quickly pound your way through this desert and search through all of the wreckage and forage your way through this wasteland. You've become incredibly adept at this. So what are we losing at right now? Like you're losing dexterity? So I just ate food. You are, you ate more food, but now you're able to roll two d six, and you're able to get more rations. The two d six, this one. Yeah. No. Can I roll one of these instead? Roll one more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So six. You acquire six rations. All right, then. All right. Well, evened out. I just think before we kill this dude, <sighs> I, think I, I say run. we, even though I won't have anything to do with it. I didn't feel like I could run that fast on Sprite. What do we find as rations? A bunch of armadillo skeletons? A <laughs> 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 bunch of gross radioactive pop. Yep. Okay. Is sick. Well, what's around us? Is there is, cactuses or is, is it trees or are they? Is it petrified trees? Like, is it? Yeah. What's in the distance? What can we see in the in the farther? A bunch of ruined uh, centers. A, a, a bunch of uh, ruined trees and more wasteland. <laughs> uh, you see. We're in San Diego. Uh, you, you now see at the base of the mountain there is a Comic-Con? Rem- 
a removed part of the mountain, there is a carved out section with a flat face and a opening at its center. There is a fiery light emanating from this pit and the sounds of roaring engines. The sound of hell. Uh, you feel the vibrations through the rock in the mountain as you approach and get closer, and you find that there are a bike gang of sorts of orcs who are very humanoid-looking and are clad in wreckage and different kinds of bent metal and self-made armor, and they are self-made machines. They have motorcycles and cars, all custom-made, all built to uh, intimidate and to... Uh, kill <laughs> if possible. That was your own. That was your own thing, right there. You just did. That was perfect. Well, uh, as much as I'd like to, fuck you want to? We should to go guys. talk to them. See if we can't smoke with them. I don't think these guys would want to talk to. Do a orcs cat. not uh, uh, innately not like us? Dude, I don't think these guys fuck with anybody but themselves. I'm not sure you would know. Then I don't know. I don't think so. Well, they look self-centered. I mean, you do know that, I mean, Cog would tell you, you know, you do have respect as a warlord. They got to respect that. But also, these people do not respect anything. So, you know, uh, up to you, you know. If we can take one of these guys' bikes, bro... I think we can get to the city way faster. I don't need to run nothing. Uh, you want to use your camouflage to get over there? Got oh, you. Yeah. We get in real stock mode. All right. So uh, this sounds fun. Why don't we just like do a roll plus dex to see how well you are uh, camouflaged and stealth and... Dex, uh, Dex plus what? The six? I mean, you know what? We don't even need to roll because what's the if you fail, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're very either fail or you do it. You're very right. stealthy. Uh, so you're trying to approach well, even more stealthy. Yeah. So maybe it does deserve a roll. Like you, you're trying to approach. There are multiple angles here. There's a lot of danger. There's. I'm gonna try to go from the top. You said that they're in the center yeah. of it, so it's like a hilly mountain kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to scale up the right side so that's yeah. why it's not like... No, we're going away from the mountain, aren't we? Into no, no, the... well, he's described as like a little... right. Like oh, we're that. coming down from the mountain. I You're coming you. down, I yeah. Yeah. My bad. I just want to stay up at an elevated point a little bit. That fairy dust is close to him. really good. I don't want to yeah. roll for anything risky yet. Yeah. Because we're going to take a fucking bike in a second. What do you want to do? Um, I mean, don't be a bitch. Then, all right, I just want to get as close as I can without them knowing, I guess, I'm around them. Right. So let's roll for it. What do I got to roll? You're going to do a 2d6, so roll these two and add your dex modifier. And then would you like to aid in this or perhaps interfere? You're going to save it. All right. Absolutely. So. Sick. All right, I'm plus two dex, G. Yeah. Damn it. Five plus seven. two is a seven. So it is a success, but at some cost. So you're able to approach, you descend using your ninja skills to quietly approach and get closer. And without sound, you silently fall behind one of these giant uh, twisted metal motorcycles. And you are able to 
uh, find that the motorcycle needs something to start it. Uh, it doesn't just have its keys in the engine, no, so to speak. You need to, in fact, you see that there is a slot in the engine, uh, like a coin slot. Mm. Takes fat drag. The coin slot. <laughs> well, what? What's up, man? All right. Well, wake up, dude. Are you falling asleep? I thought <laughs> there was gonna be more to it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna need to look around to see who's got this fucking coin slot ass key on them, shaped like a quarter. So this is what we gotta do to get the to get the vehicle to get to. Get the get so yeah, you see um, yeah. someone climb up into a vehicle, um, reach into a pocket, produce a round glint of metal, and shove it into the dash, and the thing roars to life, and vroom, the flame erupts from its pipes and tears off into the wasteland. We need fat coin. So yeah. I'm gonna try to. How much money you got? How much money you got on you right now? You do have some gold uh, from the last session. After completing the battlefield, you were given the map and coin pouch. Gold is the same thing that he put in the car. Well, whatever is of value. I mean, what you got? You want to see if it'll work? I'm I ain't got shit, man. I ain't got shit. I got some little shit. I got some what I'm saying is fairy gold. I'm just saying, let's just put the gold in there then. Fuck it. Let's just put the gold coin in there. All right. Let's you put the gold works. coin into it, and it comes out the return. I'm going to try to pickpocket the nearest orc. All right. That would be a roll plus dex. Yeah. I'll get you some. We'll get some food after this. No, it's good. This is um, great. I. All right. I'm going to pickpocket this man. All right. I had these rations for, a, had these rations for a while. Complete success. Oh, Nine. damn. So, yeah. Describe to me what happens. You Uh, rifle through the pockets and you find a coin. Yeah, it was right next to his dick. Right, absolutely. (laughs) And it is a glowing, translucent, steel, silver color. It's a bright silvery gray with kind of emanating this color like the moon, this white, milky glow. And on the face of it is a skull. You feel the magic in this coin, and it feels like it's calling out to you, this spirit in this coin. Jesus Christ, what was in that shit we smoked? (laughs) This coin is different. Should I put this in the bike, or should I just keep this coin? I mean, we're trying to get to Katana. Yeah, let's just put this in the bike. Let's go. All right, so I'm putting it. We're putting a coin in the bike. All right. Then you better be ready to go because the thing erupts into life. And then everyone turns to notice you, and Orc immediately calls out, oh, He's taking your bike, man. I just, I haul off. All right, you tear off. Yeah. You go off, and 
behind you, some of the gang follows. Uh, which direction do you want to go? You were um, heading basically southwest when you were leaving the mountains. I'm on your shoulder. Those three too, dots right were now. leaving the mountains the same I, way. I wasn't flying in uh, to keep up with the vehicle. I was on you. Yeah, you had to hold so on. So I could drive. Or so I could. Um, I. I'm heading towards the same city that we were heading towards, which was, which direction? Is Jahar or Ag? It was like southwest. It was like southwest. Yeah. Okay, I'm heading that direction. All right, you tear off in that direction. Behind you, three motorcycles follow, and one uh, vehicle jacked up all the way, and it's got this like big lift kit on it and it's got this huge spoiler, but it's like made out of a road sign. And like one of the motorcycles has just like bones on the front of it and like has spikes and spears. And another one has just like a bunch of like, uh, rakes, just a bunch of rakes on the front of it. You want to smoke before that happens? This is crazy. Smoke while we're driving this bike. (laughs) I'm down to light one up while we do this. Um. All right, then we're gonna go on a ride, bro. Uh, what's the terrain like? It is rough riding this bike. You gotta roll to try to control this thing. Do you want to use your strength to try to steer it, or do you want to use your dexterity and your deftness to try to uh, agile like? Yeah, I'm gonna try to agility my way right. into maneuvers. I'm gonna try to lose them. I'm gonna all try right. to go. I'm gonna try to go the harder path. Oh, yeah. Is this chair like making a lot of noise? You know what? In a way that it might I don't know is like on the mic. I'm sorry. It's fine. I can't even hear. Because I was hearing it and I was hearing it and I was just like, jeez. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't think we hear it at all. Actually, with this, if we're talking right. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. All right, so I'm rolling to lose these guys, lose the three tails I got, four tails, yeah. right? Because it's three bikes and a. Yeah. Fucking. Yep. Flintstones machine? Yep. Let's get it. Ah, six, seven, eight. Bam. All right. Yeah. So, you tear off into the desert, and you're riding this motorcycle for the first time, but you're doing it very well. You're able to ride the walls, but two of the motorcycles catch up, and they begin um, shooting at you. Uh, oh, they got straps? Yeah. Yo, they busting. Yeah. They're shooting shots at, bro. It's like big blunderbusts of shots, big shrapnel explosions. Um, uh, you take four damage in from the shots. Uh, Damn, son. What's that put him at? Uh, you have 19, so you're at 15. Mm-hmm. So they, these two catch up to you and they exchange shots with you. What do you do? Um, you gotta punk them out, dude. Could I? I wish I could have seen it coming. Mm. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to throw shuriken at the tire, bro. I'm gonna try to make them flip. All right. That's a roll plus dex. One on each side. Can I got two hands? Can I yeah, throw two? Yeah, you can do both. Yep. Sick. All right. It's plus dex? Yep. Let's go. 
Eight. So you succeed. Uh, Both shuriken land. I got shot, G. <laughs> one of the Damn, bro. One of the motorcycles flips. You all right? Oh, flips. Yeah. Does one of the motorcycle flips? You hit the front tire of both of them, and one of the motorcycle flips. But the other motorcycle is able to carry on, and it's just kind of wobbly now. Um, they're gonna try and shoot at you again. They're loading their like big, like just steel pipe with shrapnel and an explosive. What do you do? He's got one hand on the bike then? Yep. Which hand's holding the bike? The left. What side is he on? Your left. I'm ramming him. Alright. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to grab the gun out of his hand. So that's um strength. I'll say. Yeah, plus one. Yep. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, so you try and ram him, but you end up doing more damage yourself, four. and you wobble with the bike, and it kind of veers off, and you um, take some shrapnel. You take three damage from colliding with the bike's many spikes. Eesh. It hurts to get that close to such a, a, sharp, a sharp thing. It's like gladiators with the spikes on the chariots. You know, you're like mm. getting banged up by these things. Boy lovers. Eesh. So you're at 12. At 12, um, yeah. The guy comes back for another bout, and the car behind you is catching up on your six. Mm, mm, mm. The guy's right next to me still? Yeah. Still. He's coming at you now with a big, like, just chunk of flat steel in his hand, sharpened to a grip. Mm, mm, mm. What you gonna do, man? I think. That this motherfucker crazy. He's hella crazy. I'm gonna have to throw a shuriken at him. I'm throwing it at his face. When in doubt, throw it out. While on the bike. Uh. Ten. Alright. So you succeed. What what did you do? I threw shuriken at his <laughs> face. Yeah, it lands right in his <laughs> face. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shirk, it lands in his face and it just tears it up. It like lands in his eyeball and juice sprays out, and like he just in his Bleh! eyeball. Or yeah, bitch. Yeah, and the bike wrecks and it it gets fucked up and slides into the other last motorcycle and they collide and the guy does a flip and wrecks the bike but the car is still behind you and it catches up and it tries to ram into the back of you and it rams into the back of your motorcycle and it's trying to get you off your bike and knock you under it tear you up what do you do i'm gonna jump to the driver's seat of the car all right that's from the bike plus dex here we go ninja jump uh, seven. You eight, succeed, wait, four, five, but you take a little seven. bit of damage. Yeah. Um, I got scratched, son. You got a little, a little scratch. Let me get this to fucking die. It's so hard to I'm grab at a D four. <laughs> oh no, I don't want that roll. Okay, it demands it. For, you take four damage. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> oh, You're at eight. Eight. All right, but you're on the car. The guy, just one guy driving. Yeah, the motorcycle right. in front of you 
wrecks because you let go of it. Then it collides with the front of the car and it kind of scrapes you up and collides with your leg and you get a new cut on your leg and it hurts. Hurts like hell. Damn. Ah. I'm going to kick him with that same fucking leg that hurts like hell. I'm kicking his ass off the car, out the driver's seat. Yeah. Kicking him with everything. Everything I fucking got. Is that a strength or dex? Dex. Wait, you're doing what? You're you're hitting him? That's strength. Yeah. I'm kicking the shit out of him. Three, four, five, six. That's a fail. Shit. The guy comes back. He punches you right in the face for one damage and you hit like a knocks bitch. you. Ah, you hit like a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing a shuriken. Right. I'm throwing two shuriken. One in his neck and one in his face. Ah, plus two decks. God damn, I should just always throw shit. <laughs> yeah. You throw, and it immediately, <laughs> Damn, immediate bro. death, just blood spray all over the cabin, all over the Jesus. dash, and the guy <laughs> dies. Oof, I'm at seven health? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <sighs> this biker bitch and now you are now in the car, and you have to I'd like to drive the drive car. The car. You're still driving the car. I'd like to drive the car in the direction of the city. All right. In the center console of this Hellmobile is a pouch of Hell coins to start this thing. Um, And you're going to drive in the direction of the city. Yes. I'm also going to check what else is in this car. All right. Yeah. There's probably a lot of stuff I can search for. Why don't you... search for that. You say... Roll plus um, wisdom... You, he rolls plus wisdom? He's searching for it? Yeah, I think. Roll what? 2d6. 7 plus your wisdom, which we don't know and doesn't exist. So, 7 uh, is a good roll. It's a success. Um, you uh, are able to find that there are more dungeon rations. There are three more dungeon rations in the cabin. And there are... Uh, there is a uh, like poster of some orc rock star, and it looks really cool. Toss it out the window. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. you can do that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. these guys. Yeah. It, it flutters out the window. I already know what's going to happen when we turn this fucking radio on right now. Yep. We turn it on. It's orc rock. Yep. <laughs> Am I able to just like make it disappear? Can I eat these rations for health right now? Yeah, but they won't heal. I say I just pop one of your seeds in my mouth, bro. I would say wait. I'm at seven. You think we should wait? Uh, yeah, dude. I, you might. You probably get like four. All right, I'll eat the rations for health right now, then. All right. You eating them? Yeah, I'm eating this nasty ass orc jerky. Is it, do, is right. it good? You eat, you eat the jerky. You feel it's terrible. You feel filled. Tastes do I need a little bite like of it? Let me get a little bite of it. Let me get a little <laughs> bite. Try, I think you'll Let die. Try. Oh Jesus, that's garbage. <laughs> Say what you will about elves; they make better food. <laughs> Orcs look like what they eat. 
Um, <laughs> I think I think orc meat would be tasty. Think so? Yeah. I, I think know. if you're drunk enough off what they drink, I think it all tastes good. Yeah. I mean, I'm practically a butterfly. <laughs> but <laughs> but I feel like the taste of an orc would probably be I feel wi- like the fact wild. That it doesn't kill you is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Fairies, I feel like, would have the most sensitive stomachs. <laughs> well, we wouldn't be able to even get the big prey. We gotta eat flowers and stuff, and pollen. And <laughs> all right, where are we? All right, we're heading towards the city. <laughs> Do we see anything on the way that looks interesting? Anything that looks sticks out? Yeah, you uh, see th- a glint of light on the horizon. Oh yeah, and where's my health at? If I just ate three rations, so you you don't heal from <laughs> from rations. You need time for rest. So, so you drive around whipping around with seven. You're right? seven. You whipping around with seven. Just leaking blood, whipping. <laughs> but you what do you? But you what need what time it? to heal, but what or you, you need magic or some kind of medical aid. Gotcha. But where are we going though? We're heading towards that city for a boat, so we can find a boat, so we could get over to Katana's bitch ass. So where are we now on the map? <sighs> like in the middle Probably. of the that in that fucking desert wasteland. You're you're in the northeast, and you're heading. Southwest toward Alal. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all that it looks like nothing still around us. But cool. you see on the horizon three gl- three glints of light now. It was one, and now there are three. And on your map, there are three dots heading your direction in the same formation. I think my dad lives there. Bro, <laughs> Bro on the map, there's three <laughs> dots coming at us right now? Yes. Ah, uh, you say, bro? These are other warlords, huh? Probably. This is a bitch. We can't cloak. We're driving. <laughs> no. But I feel like. Well, we can't really cloak around warlords anyway. They're gonna be able to find us with this stupid tracking shit we have on us right now. It's not like before. What do you want to do? What do you think we should do? Just see if they're fucking friendly or fucking go around them. Think they could even keep up with us? We're whipping this giant orc mobile. I think we haven't stopped and thanked and got some vagina and smoked some weed. All right. Just like chilled out. That's the plan, man. I feel like why wouldn't you take a minute before you go and fucking. Just enjoy the women weed and weather real quick, like Daddy said. Yeah. See? Full circle. Look, man, I can't even do a lot of things. All right, the fly, <laughs> tiny. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have that going for me. That's but, true. But I want you to know that uh, it's purely from the heart. Every time I'm, t- if, if I suggest anything to you, <laughs> it's from your tiny. What's for my tiny? tiny, tiny <laughs> <heart>. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It is so tiny. <laughs> I'm glad you can always see the bigger picture. Yeah. Which you're tiny well, ass. No, yeah, I am a very... No, I have to be very aware of <laughs> three inches. You know what I mean? It's true. Just being... All right, then. Let's go get you some giant vagina. <laughs> I'm just... We're going to find listen, the nearest Listen, I feel like, yeah, we can, we can stop off at somewhere. We're going to find somewhere that's not in the direction Can we go into town? Maybe dots. we find some gold. Maybe we fight a dude. That's what I'm saying. We can go around these guys. I think they're in between us and the and the city. Let's hit the dots. local town, then. 
Is there a way we could drive around these three dots? Yeah, you can head north or south to try and avoid. But this. they're directly in front of us, are they? They're they're heading your way, and they are heading opposite the way you are heading. We want to go south. Why aren't they heading? Why are they heading towards us? They're, they're, they're heading right back here. to their base. You guys just stole their bike. I mean, their car. Uh, bike and then their car. We've been approached. Ah, this is some shit. Who's I don't mean to interrupt. I just, I just thought you guys could use some help. We need a vehicle. We appreciate that. Let's head east is downwards from our position. Yes. East East would be... Um, east. East. <laughs> <laughs> east is east. Mm. Yeah, let's go around them. I say we don't fuck with these guys right now. We got enough coins to get us for a minute. We just drive this. All right, we avoid them. Twinkle, twi- twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. Yeah. <laughs> and you attempt to avoid them, and we will find out how successful you are <laughs> in the next episode. Oh, is it that time? Yep. It is that time. Well done. We did it. Uh, anything to plug? Uh, this won't be out, but I got a show next month. Hell yeah. Peachtree. Hell yeah. On the 5th. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll have something else. <laughs> all the places <sighs> we all go. Yeah, that's true. Also, hey. look out for the other podcasts we'll have out at the time this comes out. <laughs> Wait, oh, the last we'll have one? other stuff just in the future. We're just talking to future selves now. Just, <laughs> I hope I'm doing good, man. <laughs> Stay positive, everybody out there. I want to plug my friends and how great my friends are and how much I love my friends. <laughs> I'm just just happy to be here, man. And I'm doing a show at a, oh. uh, Thu- <laughs> a Thu- Brewery. Well, no, it's a Lucky Cat. Oh, it's yeah. Lucky Cat on the 13th, August. Lucky Cat sounds like a strip club. What we should do is end this recording and start another recording right now. All right. I'll do it. Oh, and just right. just talk on it? Yeah, all right, dude. dude. That's what Hold we on. should do right now. I got to pee. I know. Right, I could change right. my mind right now. Yeah, go ahead. Go pee. And then you don't have to be a fairy. I can still be a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me, man. <laughs> don't judge me. Hello and welcome to episode two, part three of Warlord's Crisis Tournament. I am still Tim Overton and with me again is Jason. Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Excellent. Um, It's a beautiful day here in Des Moines, Iowa. We are enjoying the weather. Um, Have you been out for a ride again recently? Um, Yeah, this weekend. uh, Rode a little bit, but uh, mainly was riding bicycles. Oh, really? Bicycles? Yeah. And where are we going with the bicycles? Um, We've kind of been exploring different trails in the area that we haven't been on yet. There's a lot of good ones. Oh, yeah. It's tons of stuff. But yeah, I used to to look at all those people like they're crazy, and now I'm one of them. It's fun. (laughs) It is fun. 
Uh, well, I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. Bikes and bicycles. Yeah, thanks. Um, what's what's what you've been up to? Not a whole lot. Um, busy with comedy stuff. Yeah. Um, we're figuring out this sketch show. It'll be coming up in the end of August, and we're still rehearsing for that. Um, I just uh, finished uh, filming some stuff, editing some stuff, putting that together. So it's a long process, but we've been... Um, soldiering on and uh we're nearly done we're almost there right on man yeah i'm that i love sketch comedy is one of my favorite things and uh i'll definitely have to come check it out once yeah you come check it out. out we got a lot of people involved we got a lot of people to submit sketches for it and um we got a lot of funny stuff a lot of funny videos and live sketches so it's gonna be a good show nice um let's see we just did off uh i guess off air the uh end of session wrap up for yeah. episode one yes sir. got some experience points there yeah now we're ready for episode two um remind me where did we leave off at episode one so where we wrapped is essentially when um excuse me i got introduced to cog and i kind of learned the 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 rules of engagement for lack of a better word and more so about the importance of this map and how it's utilized to kind of keep tabs on other potential combatants and people involved in the in the tournament. And then, uh, you know, Cog explained that he'll be keeping an eye on me and essentially providing... It kind of sounds like he's maybe like the interstellar fucking cameraman or whatever yeah. for the tournament or yeah. gets assigned to me. So, yeah, so that we got I got introduced to him and learned about the map, and then uh, I think I just had kind of picked, like, where the potentially closest um uh dot moving dot was and started moving towards that yeah so you've been traveling some time now uh you've been traveling for a few days you've consumed a few rations cool um you're getting closer to that dot and that dot is actually getting closer to you it appears that this dot has also taken interest in your position and is heading your way um okay um Still some, some space between those dots, though. It should be another day's travel, at least, before you were to impact this future warlord. Um, so I was going to ask, like, as I travel, am I kind of getting a sense now for what distance is like? Because I can mm-hmm. kind of see it relative to the map itself and all that. And that's, yeah. That'll be handy for me, like, trying to get a gauge of, like, oh, this dot's over here. I know it's about X, you know. Depending yep. on stuff. Okay. Yeah, you've been able to kind of ascertain the scale of this map from okay. your even travels. Sweet. Um, yeah, you're getting closer. You're approaching a former territory called Sif. Um, it was a northern uh, settlement uh, before the fall. Uh, who knows what's there now? Um, the dot appears to have left Sif and is heading your direction. Um the uh, saya, the, your sheath on your side, aches. Mm. Um, and frankly, I, you know, I kind of, you know, been a little road weary. Don't have a whole lot of rations, um, but I uh, have enough for a few more days. Um, been kind of conserving. So, what's the landscape around me like? In the barrens, it is an awful place. Um, okay, so I'm still in the barrens. Okay. Yeah, I can show you, kind of where you're heading from and where you're heading toward okay a lot of rocky outcrops you can see that there's you know the earth is broken up in places Mm -hmm. and it's jutting through and then there's sort of flat waste as you approach sif 
Okay. So really what I'm trying to do is conserve energy and, um, you know, sparingly utilize my rations and things, but also knowing that soon I may have to be engaging in combat. So at this point, I'm thinking about how I'm going to be able to make sure I have enough kind of energy and food, you know, in my body ready to rock. But um, as the as the thing on my side aches, I, I know that feeling all too well. And I kind of I uh, find a like an outcropping that's, you know, overlooking an area where I can kind of make sure I can see around me and not be sneaked up on behind. And I kind of put some of my stuff down and I, you know, so my armor is kind of like a ramshackle kind of cobbled together thing that I kind of described, you know, where it's like made up of an old, potentially probably a very nice dress kimono that I would have had for around the house. But then I have some, you know, some pieces of like lamellar armor tacked onto it and whatever, but I've got like a, a thing kind of, you know, the way I would look at it is like, you know, a fold out like you know, piece of cloth that you could like lay on, but I use it to like store stuff in and I wrap it around and tie it off on my shoulder. So I undo that and drop a few things down. I put this sheet down and I take my saya off and I put it in front of me and I kind of kneel down in front of it and I kind of just start, you know, in a way like meditating towards it and, and trying to get a sense of what it's it's speaking to me about yeah this is something that you've had to do for a few for a few days now it's part of your regular ritual um the saya aches at your side and the words from your solemn oath penetrate your mind and echo through ringing out um again what were those words um the words were that essentially well the specific words let me get to them but essentially the the thing here is that you know my ancestors reside or my connection to my ancestors reside within this object and i've been repeatedly informed that i've lost my connection and honor towards my ancestors and that in order to achieve that i have to defeat 1,000 able-bodied combatants. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I will have basically restored honor to my ancestors, which will allow them to exist in their afterlife peacefully, but then also allow me to make have my connection to them so when I pass away, I can be with them. Um, but before this, all this events and things unfolded, this, the, this sheath that contained a sword, the sword was called Ulsworn, and it was my father's sword. And now that that sword is gone and only this remains, essentially what words come to me are, it says, our bonds of steel shall not waver. Or that's what it said on my, dad, on my father's sword. But on this, it says, in, um, I got to find it, I'm sorry. It says, that which you place in the Shia becomes shadow sworn, the blood of the honorless. That's the words I'm hearing. Yeah. And then what's really pulsating in me as it says our oath in shadow must be fulfilled must be fulfilled yes and it's and that part the, must be fulfilled right. must be fulfilled it's like a drum beating on your head uh you feel those words echo through your body and it must be fulfilled it must be fulfilled um you your mind takes you back to some of the battles you fought in the past where you were able to tally some of the notches uh for that thousand you're working toward um previous battles where you uh notched toward the thousand um you 
find yourself in the midst of a battle with a um, orc with a shab- shabbily uh, cobbled together axe. The hilt of it is strung together with thick rope, and the axe head seems to kind of lull in its notch uh, in the in the crook of the the handle. Um, the orc comes swinging at you with uh, this heavy axe. Uh, what do you do? So, um, and this is occurring inside of my memory. This is in your memory. So, as I'm remembering, I recall it viv- vividly. Um, what I did was I, as usual, usual with the art that I learned from my parents is I've learned how to it, def- if, uh, they w- it would be called defensive fighting. You know, essentially allowing your opponent to make an action so that you can react and control the flow of the battle rather than being the aggressor. So as he tacks, I let him wildly swing and I deflect the axe away using his momentum and just slight ever graceful movement of my, uh, of the my the, the weapon that I was wielding and shunts it off to the side. And as he kind of goes past, I make a cut across his back. Yeah, that's roll 2d6 and add your strength for a hack and slash roll. Is this uh, occurring with uh, my packed weapon, or is this a memory from before that? This is with your packed weapon. Okay, so that would be using my charisma? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, that would be an 11. All right. Now, one thing, and I'm still learning as a DM, mm-hmm. uh, I've forgotten, is that with these hack-and-slash rolls, uh, on a 10-plus, you deal your damage to the enemy and avoid their attack. At your option... You may choose to do an additional D6 of damage, but expose yourself to enemy's attack. Okay. Um, I don't think I necessarily need to do that, because part of my whole philosophy is don't get hit. Yeah, don't <laughs> expose yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So, so uh, I'll roll damage yep. then. And then, so just to give you a little bit of flavor, so last yeah. time, you know, we were kind of feeling out the system and stuff, and with this, I was able to get, you know, a lot of my abilities figured out, and I ha- I'm not using any of them for this attack, but there's some stuff that will allow me to get bo- uh, advantages on people, which will allow me to do a little more damage if I hit. There are some things that allow me to cast, you know, things like that, but I'll, I'll call it out when it, it's ready, and if yeah. you have questions, let me know, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do seven to him. Excellent. The blade slices through the side of the orc and then cries out in pain. Um, the orc spins wildly and with the axe comes at you with this blow across your midsection, um, trying to swing at you. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, same kind of deal. You know, I'm just going to keep kind of allowing him to kind of basically keep overextending himself. He's like this undisciplined kind of thing coming around, so I'm not going to allow myself to be um, sucked into his style of fighting. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and do that kind of thing where I'll kind of redirect the weapon with a parry or a sidestep and then do an attack. Yeah. Um, this time, it'll be an attack. As he's going for my side, he's left his upper part exposed, so yeah. it'll be a cut towards you know the top part of his body. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that will be an 11, uh, no, sorry, that is going to be a 10. So once again, you deal your damage and okay. it hits that exactly where you aimed. Okay. So this one's going, if I, if it hits, it maybe his throat, that's a five. Yeah. The throat wide open spray of blood, a fountain, like a, uh, rooster tail just <laughs> crows out of this man's throat. <laughs> nice. Um, the gurgling sounds pour out of his, uh, death cry and that rattle in his throat as he slops to his knees and then falls over to his face. So giving some insight and, you know, 
as it as I've done that, the the weapon. So when I the, the this weapon is uh, you know similar to like a packed blade for like a hex blade or whatever you want to call it from D and D, but it's it's a it's an ethereal you know ephemeral weapon. It's not a solid thing. It looks like a sword, sort of. It kind of you know has you know almost like a liquid smoke kind of thing you know where like if you see a laser and then there's smoke you know how it's got that defined kind of beam so it's kind of a similar thing right but as it makes that cut and as that thing is dying and the blood's flying out you see these tendrils from the blade that are still attached to this thing and they like kind of pulsate and radiate and things flash into it and it's it's not like it's happening for a long period of time but if you were to like you know, use slow motion. You'd see, you'd almost see part of his soul being pulled into this blade. Yeah. And so ensues a montage of souls being pulled by these tendrils into the blade. An orc, uh, an elf, a man, um, all these people that have fallen at your blade and have been drunk by your blade, uh, their souls emptied, um, fulfilling, tallying up that, uh, heading toward that goal of a thousand. Uh, you come to and you are still sat uh, with your things in front of you uh, in meditation. Um, you know, I I'm I know that it's just it's got this, this you know I, it's weird to me. Like so, here's one of the things you know from the perspective of my character. I mean, of course, things are different between what I know and what you know. But from my the perspective of Kage, he's sitting there and he's he doesn't quite understand this compulsion for it to kill and he struggles with it, but he understands that he's, he, he doesn't go back on an oath and he feels that this is the right thing to do for his, for his family and for his, you know, his honor. And as he's sitting there, you know, he, I open up the scroll and I look at it and I see that the dot is a little closer, but you know, I'm like, and I kind of look at the, at the weapon um, and I just kind of sigh and say, I have, I'm sure that this will be a worthy adversary soon. And I kind of nod and I roll the scroll up and I decide to kind of just relax there for a while. Yeah. And collect myself. You collect yourself. Over the days that you've been traveling, you've been able to heal and your body has restored itself to its um, full potential fighting power. Um, Let's see. Your hit points is, um, I think it's, Six plus your constitution. Oh, um, or is it? I, th- I think it was ten plus my con bonus. So or, it's actually ten plus your flat uh, constitution. Oh, it's not just the. So okay. that All would right. actually be yeah. Okay. You got way more hit points. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah, they use this convention in Dungeon World where if they spell out constitution, they mean the full score, and then con is just the modifier. Oh, okay, okay. I had to learn that one through many forum readings. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, that that gives me a little bit more uh, yeah. room for mistake. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so uh, you, let's see. Yeah, you're able to rest and you take your time. Um, as you wait, you wait for quite a while. Um, the sun beats down on you and the wind scrapes across your face, fresh grit in your sand and fresh grit sand in your feet and your legs and... They dig into the earth. 
So I'm really kind of just giving myself some time to collect myself potentially for whatever is going to befall me. And I'm really actually kind of keeping an eye out for, you know, advantageous areas around here. Um, you know, I don't want to approach this potential first scenario with um, recklessness. Right. Um, but there's really not much advantage for me here. Um, so once I'm rested and once the sun is kind of getting lower in the sky, I'm going to actually get back up and do some moving so that I'm, you know, it's not great to be traveling at the heat of the day and that right. kind of stuff. So I'll travel more at dusk and before it gets too dark. Yeah, dusk approaches. Uh, the sun begins to set. Okay. Um, as the sun is setting uh, behind you, um, in front of you, uh, facing the east, there is a glint of orange light off of a light blue flag, uh, light blue steel reflecting back the hints of the last bits of the dusk. Um, you find that there are men approaching you. Uh, there are a party of six. Two of them are carrying uh, or dragging, rather, the corpse of what appears to be similar to your companion Cog, who has been floating by several yards, dec- you know, tens of yards away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two are carrying, or one of them is carrying the corpse of some figure, and the other three are marching in front. One of them carrying the banner. Hmm. Um, are they in? A, are, am I in a position where I'm yet to be noticed? They have not noticed you yet. They are further down uh, the mountain from you. Okay. Are they traveling in my direction towards? They me? are heading straight toward you. Okay. One so of them appears to be holding a map. Interesting. Huh. That's a concept I hadn't thought of. Potentially that there are people that can use maps to find others that aren't on the map. Um. Okay, well, if I can't hide, I'm going to make sure that I can get myself in a position where I can't be um, surrounded or mm-hmm. ambushed. Um, so I will put myself in a position where I can keep an eye on them constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to, like I said, not going to rush at them. So I'm going to wait, and I'm going to steal myself. Yeah. All right. Uh, you keep your distance. Um they appear to be following in your direction as you retreat from their position and keeping that strategic distance. Um, they approach in marching fashion, getting closer and closer to your position. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to waste my energy running, but I'm also not going to give them an easy opportunity. Um, so at their, you know, how, if I were gauging distance and stuff, how far away would they be from my, from my position? So I can't see them on my map, so I have to keep them in visual, yeah. right? You know, I have to see them visually. Yeah. So I'm going to basically get myself back towards, you know, any way that they have to come up towards me, that's yeah. my game plan. Yeah. Keep them down, downhill, and, yeah. you know, uh, below me. Um, but uh, I will, like I said, I want to keep keep it so that they can't come up from behind. So if I can put myself in a position where they'd have to climb to me yeah. and get to me, that's what yeah. I want. And that's currently what you find yourself in the position of. They're about 250 yards away. Okay. They are able to see you now. One of them points and declares that you can hear them yell out. Um, um, they can spot your position on the mountain, but they are no closer than they were before. Okay. Uh, one of them stows away the map and the banner is lowered and they begin marching at a faster pace. Okay. 
um, I kind of look at Cog and I say, you might want to pay attention. <laughs> They've got one of you dead. Oh, that's not supposed to happen. Well, lots of things aren't supposed to happen. Um, so I will... Um, so basically, and you you know this, but once again, I'll say it for people that maybe not you know may not have heard the way the my skill with this weapon works is I can basically take any kind of whatever thing that is a martial weapon that would fit in this site and it would turn into the weapon I want. So I strategically place some because I, I carry around like just broken hilts and different stuff you know that I can use for this, and I kind of put them in strategic places around my location. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, I get myself ready and I don't say anything. I don't wait. I don't worry. I don't, I, I do wait. I don't worry. And, um, I kind of get myself at peace before they get within distance. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's very important for me to make sure that they would have to come up to me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one of the soldiers in the teal armor produces a bow and arrow and knocks an arrow and launches it in your direction. Okay. It lands at your feet. Um, so I look at him, and I kind of think about how long that distance is, and I say, okay, and I shoot Eldritch Blast at him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let him know who they're fucking with. Go for it. All right. Um, that's probably not going to hit, but that's going to be a seven. The Eldritch Blast sends its way. Sorry, a six. I'm yeah. sorry, a six. Yeah, it flies through the air, and it um, just goes a little bit left of the party. It lands in the dirt in an explosion of purple light. Okay. Just let them know. Get a, let, let them get a little bit of a taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, the men continue to march quickly toward your position. Okay. Uh, one of them knocks another arrow. This time they are closer now, so they're within firing distance, and he fires. What do you do? Um, I'm going to see if it looks like it's going to come to me. I'm going to sidestep it. I mean, they're having to shoot up at me, which means it adds range to their shots. So, um, you know. I'm, yeah. You know. Uh, why don't you roll 2d6 and add your dex modifier? Okay. That'll be a nine. You don't even move, and the arrow flies past your face. Okay. No need to sidestep. Um, same thing. That one, Eldritch Blast. Let's it's a it. cantrip, so I can just kind of yeah. let it rip. I uh, mean, if that it cantrip absolutely. exists in this world. Yeah, they that. do. Um, that's going to be a ten. Yeah, that connects fully. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, that'll do two damage. All right. So... The blast connects with the armor. You hear it bounce off of the steel, and the purple light explodes uh, in front of the party's face. It knocks the guy uh, with the bow and arrow back a little bit. He recoils, and the party um, starts now in a full charge, heading toward your position. Okay. So who's the leader? There is one in the most uh, cleanest armor uh, in front who has a sword and a full helm uh, who is heading your direction so i take out i um so what i do is i place the saya back in my you know in my my belt and then um holding it i look at him and i put my hand out and i kind of make this gesture and this light comes out of the end of it circles my hand and flies at him and it just it hits his helmet and like sticks to it and then his helmet's glowing oh wow and uh it's like 
looks like it's like dripping blood down, yeah. but it's like a visual. Yeah. Um, I just uh, I basically cast a thing called Hexblade's Curse, which yeah. allows me to essentially on this guy for combat, I will be able to do additional damage to him that will equal my charisma bonus. So awesome. if I hit him, I just get plus two for damage. Um, attack rolls on him, I can crit. So I, I want this is something I wanted to game yeah. with you, but yeah. um, essentially, you know, we decided if you roll a 12, it's a crit. Yeah. What this would allow me to do is crit on an 11 and a 12. Yeah. And then if the target dies, I gain hit points back equal to my charisma bonus and my level. Awesome. So I got him marked with that. Yeah. And then I'm kind of just waiting. Yeah. The charge continues. The man tries shaking off his helm, but it, it can't, uh, spell can't be removed. He continues to charge fur- furiously now at your position. Uh, they approach. The first one, the leader, is in the one closest to you and with a wild swing begins to. Um, Actually, he thrusts fully in full charge at you. Um, so as the, as he's running up at me, yeah. Um, I actually, if he's in front, I'm gonna I'm gonna step aside from him and let him go past. And one of his lackeys is gonna get a sword full of love. But uh, yeah. yeah, so let him have him attack. Yeah. I guess and see. He, he attacks. He thrusts okay. and it goes right past you. You're okay. already in position now to strike the next opponent. Okay. So just a quick. Weapon in, pull, draw. So it's like almost like, you know, the standard samurai draw and attack yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, that'll be a hit, I'm sure. That's yeah. a nine, it looks yeah. like. And with crackling light, your blade is produced. And like you say, the like a laser in the fog begins to penetrate and it slices right through the teal guardman. Okay, roll damage. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's going to be um, that's six damage to him. Yeah, so a huge blow. Blood bursts out of his chest, and he uh, screams and like rolls to one side. Um, the leader behind you now has spun around and is trying to attack you by striking downward, and then the third member who is closest now is getting close and is readying a strike in front of you, uh, again, striking downward. Okay, so um, I have a reaction. Um that I'll do, uh, I, can ca- it, I can only do it on reaction, but it's called shield. And what it's going to do is it will give me my charisma bonus as an armor modifier mm-hmm. um, for the begin till the beginning of the next turn. So I'll just do that on reaction since yeah. two people are attacking. Yeah. So um, now what I'm going to do is, well, I'll probably have to roll twice, but I'm going to try to sidestep. Uh, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to sidestep, or no, I'm going to parry the guy who's trying to strike down at me and yeah. direct it into his other the other person that's attacking me yeah and then i'm gonna if i can i'm gonna try to follow up and attack the one i already hit yeah so hopefully i'll roll high let's see um that's gonna be an eight no yeah it's uh, a nine nine i'm sorry yeah so yeah you succeed in parrying the first blow and it, it collides with the uh person behind you the leader behind you um and the you were able to do your damage to uh both oh okay so how I don't know how much damage the leader would do to his compatriot. Let's see. So this will be a guy that I haven't hit yet. Yep. So okay. two to the leader. All right. And so uh, the attack that I did to the other dude. Yep. Um, that's four. Yep. All right. So he was already damaged. Yes. So um, he's now um, heavily bleeding. Um, uh, the the blood's gushing down his blue armor and contrasting, uh, almost creating like a 3D effect with the red and blue. Hmm. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. So I'm they've everything's kind of happened, and I step back and I kind of the dust kind of moves a little bit, and I kind of look at him and I kind of smile at the leader and that other guy that I just attacked. Um, I kind of just uh, normally I don't aggress, but I immediately just char and yeah. just a down here like a like a real fast just you know straight overhead shop at him. Yeah, just I'm gonna finish that dude. Yeah. Um, and you hit. do, yeah, absolutely. The guy's head is split in twain, and just right down the middle. And and the, take the sword and flick the blood away. As you flick the blood away, the tendrils straighten out, yeah. and they kind of like like a whip, kind of straighten themselves out, and then they begin to coalesce again, and they reach for the blood, and they begin to pull at the body before you're able to um, fully remove the blade. Yeah, so they're seeing this thing essentially, kind of like. Looks like it's almost like it briefly is pulsating yeah. this energy from this dude, and and I kind of just I just I'm just looking at them, and I'm kind of I actually start laughing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like the wind's blowing, and my hair is like kind of disheveled. And yeah, like on the edge of this mountain slope. Right. Um, the leader begins to attack again. He goes for another thrust at your midsection. Okay. Um, so this one, what I'll do is. Um, I'm just going to try to get out of the way of it, I guess. Um, or, well, I guess I'm, what I'm getting the sense of this is they are doing what they're going to do, and then I'm going to describe what I'm going to do for trying to not get hit and then attacking, and then I roll to kind of just see if the whole scenario happens. Yep. Okay, cool. All right, well, I, what I'm going to do with this one actually is um, – so let's see here. These guys – how many do how many actual physical fighters are there now? So the fourth is now approaching. Um, one is uh, dead. Um, two are already up on you. One is approaching the fourth, and there are two who are standing by the corpse of the other cog. Okay. And the other warlord. Okay, so I am going to kind of. Yeah, first I'm going to sidestep him, and then I'm going to collect myself and kind of engage this ability that I have called fighting spirit. Which essentially gives me, it says, gain advantage on attack, get yourself plus five temporary hit points, and then um, the way that synergizes is elven accuracy. What it does is it gives me the ability to re-roll, re-roll one of my dies when attacking while I have advantage. Awesome. So I don't really know how long advantage is going to last, if it's to the end of the combat scene or what. That's up to you. You just let me know. Sure. But that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to sidestep him and then do this kind of like whatever yeah. s- cinematic cool thing yeah, that yeah. I do. Uh, yeah, that'll work, I'm sure. That's, yeah, complete that's 11, success. So. Yeah. so is that a, a crit on the leader? Um, I didn't attack him. I have oh. to t- use this. This ability takes oh. an action, so okay. it's like I'm doing that action. But okay. I, st- I definitely got out of the way of his attack. Yeah. But basically, you know, it's, it's this thing where I kind of just, like, breathe and, like, I don't know. I, I imagine there's some sort of cinematic quality where it's like a like a rush of air just goes whoosh, around yeah. me or something. I, yeah. don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, I'm encircled by the the you know the the tenderly smoke from my sire or whatever. Yeah, you know, definitely. So. But yeah, so I'm, I've engaged that. So now I've got some temp hit points. I've got advantage. Mm-hmm. So when I attack, I can reroll. A yeah. Die. The you can tell that the soldiers can feel that your presence has changed. That there was like the change in the air pressure as you're. Uh, powering up and and the the foot soldiers the two that are still alive look to the leader and the leader barks at them like fight damn it fight and die and then like as soon as he says that i go like like a real quick like lunge step towards one of the lackeys and i i attack him mm-hmm. 
Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to attack the leader. Um, I've got the curse on him. I'm going to do that. So this is going to allow me to hopefully crit more often, and then I can re-roll die some. As you can see, what I'm doing is I don't necessarily hit the hardest, but I build up the ability to do massive damage in attacks. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to re-roll that. Okay, so that's going to be an 11. I, I didn't roll an 11, but it equals to 11. Yeah, which is a, a crit, right? No, if I roll if an eleven roll. or you know, like an actual oh, okay. on the die, gotcha. this is this is just means that for whatever gotcha, the purposes gotcha. of that. So I imagine I hit him. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, so now um, let me just see here. So I'm going to be able to do plus two damage to this doofus. Um, here we go. Oh, I just did twelve damage. To oh him, wow! To the uh, leader, he is destroyed. Um, the, the where did you hit him? Um. Let's just say, for the sake of like you know, an ode to Japanese samurai's films, instead of like the head, it's more of like an upper c cut that goes like f from the midsection up through the shoulder, and he does one of those famous like slides and then you know slip and fall. So yeah. part of him's still standing. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's you're able to cut through the armor, yeah. and it just creates that sliding effect. And as it he separates, he gushes blood and huge fountains out both sides and just right through the midsection covers you in in fresh hot blood mm. hot blood hot blood coming in hot uh the two lackeys are uh repelled by the side of it but now they both attack together okay i was hoping maybe it would break their spirit a little bit but maybe they're uh, got nothing to live for yeah who knows all right so they're coming at me together at the same time yep um so uh let's see here um, and you gain some hit points as well, if, uh, or you would that recover. Would, that would heal me. Okay, gotcha. it, it wouldn't. It doesn't fill me up, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> or it doesn't take me beyond what I could have. Absolutely. So a little bit of a waste, but I, I was I was banking on the fact that, that roll worked yeah, out. It worked out well. Um, so if they're coming at me from one direction, essentially what I'll do is I'll kind of. Well, I don't know. Let's do something kind of cool. Yeah. Like I, I, I will uh, kind of, like, like press my foot against the wall and like kind of vault towards them. And, uh, you know, because they're kind of attacking like this, I'm actually going to try to shorten the distance so that they can't actually yeah. like mistiming their attack. Yeah. And then I'll put a, you know, just do a swipe across both of them if I can. Yeah. They're trying to both swing down on you, but you're going to swing at their midsection. Yep, you got it. Um, man, I'm rolling well. Yeah. Uh, that's an 11 as well. That's so. a complete success. Okay, so I'll, do you want me to roll damage per person? Uh, if you'd like to, or you can roll for both. Okay, let's see here. Um, if I'm feeling lucky, let's roll it for both. So do the same damage to both. Oh, uh, three to each. All right, so three to each. This wide blow takes out their middle section, and they're both, like, knocked <clears throat> the air out of them, and they, are, like, stumble backward in their pose and are, um, broken, um, from the uh, the momentum. Okay. Well, if they've if they've paused, yeah, it's going to be like a just a wildfire yeah. of swings at yeah. this point. So I'll just roll. I oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I'm going to re-roll that one. Oh, I can't. No, I can because I have this. Uh, yes, I can do that. Yep. Okay. So that is going to eight. Will it eight that, hit him? That's a success. Okay. So I will uh, do this and um, 
That's not good. In well, the exchange of blows, that you're able to like it turns into a full just like fist fight where you're swinging at each other, and the two are you're blocking shots, you're blocking swords, and they're clanging, and their uh, swords are uh, slowly um, making their way through your defenses as you begin to tire out. You're able to deal uh, some damage to the player to the other uh, fighters, but they also are able to deal some damage to you. Okay. Um, take two damage from one, and two from another. Okay. So now is something cool. So I have a reaction ability called Hellish Rebuke. Yeah. That essentially, when somebody hits me, I can emit like a pulse of like kind of, you know, magic fire or whatever. But what this does is, I don't know if they have saving throws in this, but in the D&D world, what it would do is it would do 2d10 damage and they roll against it. If they save, they take half. So you just, you let me know if you, but it's basically an explosion of just this fire at at the guy that hit me. On the, what was it, an eight that you rolled for this exchange? Yeah. So that's that success. Okay. Um, So I'll uh, do... I, I, 2d10 seems yeah. not right because that's I think this does all Bigger damage, health. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to roll your damage for each of them. Okay, there's seven for one and then two to the other dude. So one of them, like, fully explodes with the f- purple flame as it erupts as he connects with your body. It just erupts from his blade down through his arms and oh, into his cool. torso and just... Poof, uh, erupts and the armor bursts off of him and like, his <laughs> chest is like blown open. Um, the other one, the last lackey, um, is badly burned from the uh, uh, your re- hellish rebuke, but his arms are like bright red now and the hair is singed off of them and he is still in fighting condition and he says to you, um, you will not win, warlord. If not here, eventually you will fall. I don't say anything to him as I attack him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just kind of, whatever. Oh, yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, it's a hit. Um, yeah, yeah, he's... He's done. Yeah. How do you finish this man? Um, I don't normally do it, but I'll just kind of like, you know, as he's talking, I just grab him by the back of the head and just run the sword through, and I kind of look him in the eyes as he's doing it, and I slowly pull it out so it can drink yeah. the whole way. All these tendrils yeah. just latching on and, yeah. like, flicking out and tucking themselves into the crevices of this person and pulling and leeching out the life from them. Yeah. Um, it's quiet now on the battlefield, but suddenly you hear a sound. From the direction of the corpse of the other cog, the two soldiers are being overrun by small creatures. They appear to be like made of metal. Little mechanical contraptions uh, are overtaking them, and you hear them scream out, ah, 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 and the sounds of the mechanical whirring and gears turning and crunching up their bones and blood spurting oh out God. of them. Um, uh, from a distance of about 50 yards from beyond the cog, you can see now that night has fully fallen and um, uh, lizard folk, uh, something that looks basically like an alligator, but with these mechanical legs, is approaching you very quickly with, in tow, a series of little tinker bots. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, I, I don't really even know what to do at this point. Um, I'm going to... I guess I'm... I don't know if they're coming at me to attack me or not. I'm assuming they are, so I'm going to ready myself. And I look at Cog and I say, do you know what this is? Be ready, warlord. The tournament has arrived. Oh, and uh, the map. Oh, the dot is here. Okay. Um, interesting. 
okay, so these things are coming, these little robot dudes. Um, well, well, well. Um, so if I'm not really sure what these things are going to be like, but I don't want to waste my time attempting to fight them. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going for that. I'm going to go for old robot legs, man. Yeah. Full sprint. Yeah. Well, you know, full. I'm going to really get after him. You begin flying down this mountain, taking full strides and like covering a lot of ground with each step. Uh, as you pass by your other uh, hilts and blades that you've left stuck into the ground, um, you're um, flying now toward his direction. Um, one of the Tinkerbots leaps up at you and goes right for your hand and begins munching on the hilt of your blade. And you see the light in the sword flicker and then fade out. And then you're left with an average hilt. Oh. Well, that's no good. Um, so, like, slide stop, <laughs> you know, halfway down. Yeah. And look at where I've got the other ones. And I'm like, I turn and I look at that thing and I... I uh, do an eldritch blast towards it as it's kind of dropping its little minion boys or whatever. Yeah, gathering your hands together, you launch a ball of fiery purple flame right at the direction of this lizard folk mechanical creature. Let's see what happens. Um, That'll be an 11. Yep, definitely roll your damage. Three? Yeah, the eldritch blast connects with the lizard folk, and it hits one of his legs, and it causes him to stumble for a moment. The leg kind of whirs and creaks, and then back into its position, and it's already on the move again. Okay. So is he like on like sitting on a contraption? Like is he like on a like a walking kinda, throne or it something? It kind of looks like a sled almost. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm going to. Basically, <laughs> I feel like an idiot, but I'm going to run back and get a couple of my things. I'm going to basically go back to where I had this like kind of prepared area. Yeah. yeah. But since I can connect to him and I can hit him, um, I'm going to continue these ranged attacks and see if I can weed him down. Yeah. But I'm really going to make sure, and I don't know if you want to make it harder for me to hit or what, but I want to make sure I'm physically hitting his physical body sure. and not his Absolutely. contraption. Yeah. Um, that would be a six, probably a miss. Yeah, that's a miss. So okay. uh, as you fire, prepare to fire another Eldritch Blast, one of the um, little Tinkerbots has leaped up onto you and is cr- clutching your hand, is making little bites at your fingertips. Um, uh, you take uh, one damage from... So I have bleeding. armor. Is this like a kind of negating armor, or is it because it's such a specific area? It's, it's doing just the like damage. a yeah, specific okay. area. So uh, funny enough... I can do this hell should be rebuked to any animal, any yeah. creature that damages me. Yeah. So I hold out my hand where it goes and boom. Yeah, it's like a firecracker. Yeah. It's a huge explosion. Yeah, yeah. So that thing takes seven. Yeah, it completely explodes into little pieces, and it's just... Okay. And so that's on a reaction. Yeah. So my normal action, once again, is Eldritch Blast yeah. at the dude's body. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that'll probably hit. That's a 10. Yeah, that connects. Okay. Um, Let's see what we can do here. And remember, you are able to do an additional D6 if you want to expose yourself, but maybe that's strategic at this point because you have the reaction. Um, that's true. If he's not in range where he can actually get me, right. I, I'll do that. So right. um, let's see here. What did you say the extra damage was another, another die D6. roll? Another yep. D6. Another D6. 
Okay, so that's going to be four, and then for the damage, the other damage. So I did six damage to him. Yeah, so uh, you're able to connect with a huge blast, and it connects right into his uh, upper torso, right where the throat would connect to the torso, and like leaves a scorched mark on him. And he, <laughs> you can hear the sounds from far off, carried on the wind. Um, as you are doing that, uh, you finish your Eldritch Blast. Another Tinkerbot, two of them leap up onto you, actually, and they both one grabs uh, at your arm and the other begins uh, grabbing at your leg and they uh, are crawling on you. Okay. So if they haven't damaged me yet, I won't do anything because right. I can't, right? It's right. like a retribution. Yeah, they're trying to claw at you, but on your arm and on your leg, you have that armor that is keeping you safe right now. Okay. All right, another Eldritch Blast. I'm going to do it until he gets close, and once he gets within like movement and attack range, yeah. I'll do my weapon. Yeah, thing. he's approaching quickly. The swarm okay. is also approaching with one him. One more deal, one more deal. Boom, same thing. A hit with a 10. Yep. And I'll leave myself exposed. Yeah. Uh, almost max damage, 13 oh, points of damage. A huge blast deals damage to... Uh, this lizard folk tinkerer, um, the nomad with its uh, cloth. He has like a cloth turban on his head and he cries out furiously as the Eldritch Blast rips through his uh, chest and leaves a huge uh, wound and gaping uh, on his right shoulder. Um, let's see. Uh, so now he is like nearly bled out, um, but he is not done yet. The swarm is now approaching and several of these little tinkerbots are upon you now. One of the ones on your arm has kind of crunched through the bit of your makeshift armor there and is now gnawing at you dealing uh, one damage. And um, the one on your leg is also gnawing at you dealing two damage. Okay. Um, Okay. So now the swarm is upon you and it's leaping at you. The sounds of the can- mechanical gears uh, whirring and creaking and ticking and uh, all of that is upon you. So I'm just going to do a generalized hellish rebuke of the ones that have damaged me. Yeah. Um, they are going to take, oh my God, they take nine damage. So not only do those explode, but the ones nearest them explode. This huge explosion just okay. rips through the wave and like leaves a pocket open in this swarm. So as I get that freedom of movement, I literally just kind of like press and jump. And as I jump, yeah. I draw the blade and I'm flying at that yeah. dude. You're flying down this mountain. You are feet off the ground. You're heading straight down toward this lizard folk. And the strike is nearly there. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess we'll wait. I mean, is he going to get a movement before me or how nope. do we want to do it? Okay. Uh, it's a seven. That is a success. Okay. Wow. Lucky. Oh, shit. Oh, um, fuck it. I'll leave myself open. Sure. Six damage. So as you collide, uh, the lizard folk munches on you, takes a big... <laughs> gaping grab at your left arm and okay. chomps down and your sword connects and splits at the neck this creature and a huge gush of blood comes pouring out of this uh, creature um, it's definitely dead um, but it has dealt three damage to you okay. as it got that bite off okay what happens to its contraptions the contraptions swarm now they are uh, without their controller uh, mindless, basically, without the 
psychic connection that they have with the lizard folk. Um, they just whirr around in circles. They are aimless now. Okay. Um, holy shit. Uh, I kind of just roll off of this thing. I'm, you know, pretty beat up. Um, yeah. And uh, I kind of look up at Cog and I say, I hope I entertained you. <laughs> oh, good fight, kid. That was a good one. Oh, people back home are going to love that. And I basically, I, I take the, the weapon as it's kind of throbbing and pulsating. I, I, I like slowly push it down into the middle of him. And I say, this soul has to be worthy. And uh, in a kind of a indignant way. And um, the blade aches, it pulses in your arm. Um, I leave it there to drink. Yeah. And I walk over and I essentially what I want to do, what I was hoping I would get time to do, but I, you know, very surprised by the attack is I'm going to go over to the map and the beholder that were killed. That, that yeah. per, I want to look at who the other combatant was yeah. and I want to get their map and any of their scrolled information. I want to kind of understand who they were, but then like, Whatever they were all carrying, I'm, I'm going to take as much of what I can from these people. I'm going to loot them yeah. for food, for air, water, all that stuff. You pour over the body. Um, and, you know, the body of the warlord that yeah. I just killed as well. Right. Um, let's see. In all of that, you find uh, 10 dungeon rations. Um, you find... Um, Sorry, I always... I like to loot shit. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in a world where God only knows when the next meal will come, right? Off of the leader of the Teal Guard, you find a sack of 100 gold and a scroll. Uh, written on it is a message that says, find them, destroy them. Is there any kind of uh, um, like identifying mark, uh, initials, yes. a name, or anything? There's, there's a sigil at the bottom of the note that matches the uh, crest on the banner that the men were carrying. Okay. What does that crest look like? It's a teal guard. It's two wings that are like in flight, and they okay. are. Um, it's just the color teal with white wings. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I've got some food. Any water or any so does that include is dungeon rations include like drink and stuff? Yeah. Is it just all you're that. okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um Yeah, and if they have any bandages or anything like that, I'm I'm gonna basically kind of bind my wounds. Yeah, definitely. One of the teal guard that was guarding the corpse of the cog um has has a full like medical kit with him and all of the things you would need to be able to suture a wound, clean it, dress it. All right. So the good news was I didn't have anything that was like an overly massive one hit. It was just hits and hits. So yeah. I doubt I have like anything that's like so bad that I have to like just literally need to be wrapped up. Yeah. So I'll wrap things up. I'll actually stop and eat, yeah. <laughs> you know, a little later after, after yeah. the adrenaline dies down. And then um, I look at Cog and I say, I don't know. Is there anything you want to say or do for this? And I point gesture at the dead beholder. The cog looks at the corpse and considers for a moment and says, We knew when he fell. We mourned then. And I'll take a moment and I kind of just put my head down for a second. And I, I don't say anything, but I think, you know, about how just senseless this world has become. And, mm -hmm. um, 
Now I have two maps. Yep. Absolutely. Um, oh, and I mean, actually, I probably actually, have three. You have three maps. Yeah. So that's going to be something I'm going to do. I'm going to collect the maps. Oh, and off of um, the lizard folk, you have. So now you have three maps. You actually require two sacks of 100 gold. Oh, okay. One for each warlord. Um, yeah, they each have the same scroll, the entrance to the tournament that you got. Um, and then the cog of the lizard folk that was floating nearby already left and is reporting back. Okay. So I'm going to take... So do the scrolls, they contain probably the name of the person that was entered, maybe? Or, yeah. Okay, so I, I think that'll be my thing. I think I'll collect the scrolls of those that have been killed. Excellent. Um, you know, I'll I'll make sure I note that, you know, I didn't slay the one that was, you know, killed by these guards or whatever just yeah. because but anyway, I'll collect those up and So you collect stuff. the you collect the scrolls of from the Minotaur who was carried here by the Teal Guard, the name Warren and the lizard folk is named Drick. D R I K. Okay. Cool. Yeah, holy shit. Quite a fight. Yeah, man. It was like a fucking crazy free-for-all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, you got a ton of loot. Yeah, holy shit. Maybe we should do the end of session thing now. We'll yeah, do let's on... see how it goes. And if if people are like, I don't want to hear that, then we'll let us know. <laughs> they can write in and tell us. Yeah, write in and tell us. Stop that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's the end of session. Uh, we have some questions to ask. The first thing is the bonds. Um, again, we don't really have those yet, as the players have not yet really met each other. Right. So we don't need to worry about that. The, okay. the next question is, did you fulfill your alignment? And we decided that your alignment would be neutral, given that you're dealing with almost two sides here, and you're kind of caught in the middle. Yeah. Um, I Actually, I think I do, you know, because... Um for one, you know, I reveled in the destruction of my enemies um, to a point where I laughed in the face of death. Right. And but I also I I see the destruction that's being caused in this world in general and just what it's like. And it's, I have such there's I don't even want to say there's empathy, but it's more like just. I'm just like mentally reminded of what's actually been lost and it's dis disappointing. And I have this introspection of like someone that would actually care, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think, you know, that interaction with Cog there at the end might have yeah. kind of tipped the scales back into neutral territory. I think so. Okay. So we mark an XP for that. Okay. Then answer these three questions. First question, did we learn something new and important about the world? Yeah. So I think what I took from this is that there are going to be people that are actually hunting the warlords and there could be people that are using a, a map that they that they don't have a dot for that could be potentially coming for me so i have to That's stay right. on guard more um than anticipated i mean in this world you're on guard right right but, you know it's just a concept that Even hadn't occurred so. to me yeah. for sure so that's the kind of the, the thing i think that really grabbed me there. absolutely so that's an xp okay then next question did we overcome a notable monster or enemy oh yeah absolutely kill the warlord kill, yep. kill the warlord there you go Okay. And then did we loot a memorable treasure? Uh, yeah, you know, so uh, my first my first official scroll collection, yeah. or start to my collection. Yeah. Hopefully it'll grow to be many. We'll see. We'll but see. Yeah, I think so. So then that's another yes, so that's another XP. Okay. So that's all the XP we've gathered. So how much XP do you have now? I have eight. 
So in order to level uh, for the listener and for other players who use Dungeon World, um, to level you need to get to a number of XP equal to your current level plus seven. Yep, so I've got a couple more I need to do before I can level. Yeah, because we are playing uh, starting at level three, so we need to get to ten, so we need to get a couple more. Uh, but we're almost there, so next session we'll probably be leveling up, which means we'll get another advanced move. You'll add a stat that could change your modifier, or possibly if you add it to your constitution, you'll get another health point, whatever you'd like to do. Yep. Um, and we'll do that next time on Warlords Crisis Tournament, episode yeah. three, coming up soon. Um, but don't worry, we've got episode two, part four, coming up for you right now. <laughs> Welcome back to Warlords Crisis Tournament, Part 4, Episode 2. I am still Tim Overton. With me is a new person, the same person as last episode, actually. It's Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello. We are ready for Episode 2. Are you ready for Episode 2? I am very excited. Okay. Let's just jump right into it, then. Um, You were walking away from the person that you had just finished helping uh, and had helped her with... uh, protecting this child and walking through the battlefield and coming out the other side of the portal. And as you're leaving, you're checking your map, looking at uh, the dots on the pages move, and you're heading toward a former Barabundi camp that's since been abandoned. It's marked on the map as ruined. And as you're leaving, uh, you notice that your dot begins to almost like looking at mitosis. It's like another dot appears right from under your dot as you're moving away and as you're uh, walking away from this uh, family, these people that you've reunited and helped. Most dope. Yep. So um, the you hear a scream uh, of a child screaming and you as you are leaving you turn around and you find that there is a floating eyeball approaching the child that you had just left i wander back over toward that to make sure that everything's all right whoa hey what's the big idea here are you bothering this child whoa you mean this warlord i look down at the child very concernedly this child is a warlord? Uh, she made it through the battlefield, didn't she? Check her. She got a tattoo? I check her over. On the nape of her neck is the shape of the tower in black ink. Huh. Well, I mean, she wandered in with me and came out with me. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't. I didn't mean to. I'm not supposed to. Oh, no. Well, is there... I have put her life in the stead of these fine traitors. They will likely be hunted, as you are. He bows his head for a moment in thought. So clearly we're at a crossroads here. I have 
erred very severely, and I will acknowledge this. However, there's not a lot I'm able to do at this point. I have saved the life of a child to extend it for... Well, you could defeat her. I mean, through a challenge. It's in the rules. You can you can challenge someone. It doesn't have to be a fight. Oh, well. Then let's play a simple game. Oh, okay. What game? Let's play tic-tac-toe. Okay. And you produce a stick from among the refuse of the world and draw a grid into the ground. Um, drawing an octothorpe. All right, who should who should go first? All right, I have issued the challenge. I will go first. I will be circles. All right, and I will place a circle directly in the center. Should I should I try to lose? Do what you believe is best. Okay. And the child marks an X in the diagonal. I reached into the dirt and I place a circle directly above or below my first circle, depending on how you look at it. Okay, I think I see it. She places one in the side. Then I reach around and I place one above to create a three in a row. You hear cannon fire. And the mark on her nape fades away. I've saved your life twice. Thank you. I was so scared. No worries. I I had plans to make sure that I was unable to lose. Yeah. All right. Well, kid, it was nice knowing you. I'll be going back to the hive now, whatever your name was. Uh, hey, wait, Cog. Yeah, Cog, what is it? Uh, listen, um... When you head back, make sure you tell the queen that it said. And you can barely make out the words. Uh, the other cog leaves, and you are left with your cog and this family. All right, well, better be back on my way again. Uh, it would be best if this was mostly forgotten. I agree. And then with a wave, I start back down my path to where my original destination was all right you continue on your path you're heading toward a barabundi camp it takes some days to travel there and luckily that time your wounds are able to heal you're back to full health um you rest several times you consume a couple of rations it takes a couple of days to get to this point um let me see So you're traveling, um, and you're getting closer to the dot. The dot that you are approaching does not appear to be moving any longer. It seems to be waiting for you. I steal myself and sort of start one of my meditations to make sure that I'm cl- as clear-headed as possible for this encounter. Yeah, you, you meditate. And what does that meditating look like? So my meditation, again, is more... It's not just sitting down and taking in my and you know thinking it's more 
being very present of mind, taking in my environment around me, looking at the sky, you know, very appreciative of what it is, you know, at the time, like, you know, looking at the colors and then looking at the, you know, you know, landscape around me, taking in the beauty among the chaos. You know, obviously it's things seem to be kind of in a state of chaos, but, you know, there is always something beautiful to be found in anything. Yeah. You meditate on that and as you do, your body knits itself together. Um, you come up on the Barabundi camp. You're met with um, uh, huts that have been burned and the ash has turned white and the bark and limbs used to construct them are all bleached white from the sun. The camp itself is completely abandoned. There's no sign of life anywhere nearby. I start to take stock of what is around me and forage for potentially any useful items or food. Sure. Uh, you make your way through several of the huts. Most of them have little value left in them. Um, you do find some uh, meal, some uh, rations. You find a couple of rations in the in the wreckage. Sweet. Um, you hear as you're searching through this uh, hut a rustling outside. Uh, there is a slight sound of a scuffle. I make my way out of the hut to check out what's going on. You step out of the hut and onto the main thoroughfare of this village. There are very few signs of life. Um, the only thing that's uh, outside of this tent is a figure standing 20 feet from you in the middle of the road with the sun behind them. It's hard to make out. As you know, when the sun is behind something, it creates a silhouette. And the silhouette you see appears to be large and round, almost uh, turtle-like. I study the figure and keep my distance, but continue to sort of forage, but not inside of any of the huts. Just kind of forage around while keep, like, one of those situations where it looks like you're doing something else, but really you're checking out somebody in the distance. Absolutely. The figure doesn't move. It allows you to travel between huts. You search through another hut and you find a slip of paper that says uh, something in a language you can't understand. All right. Uh, so I, I try to take stock onto whether or not that figure is living. It does appear to be living, standing on two feet upright, um, watching your every move, this silhouetted figure. Hmm. I've been traveling for a while. I'm probably likely... I mean, I've, this was somewhere that I was hoping to meet civilization, and unfortunately I've met uh, what appears to be ruins. So given that this is the only living creature around, I can't let my guard down, so I, I decide to approach the, cre the, per the creature or person. As you approach, the silhouette figure takes stock of you, and you hear from uh, 20 feet away, Ho there! I give a gentle wave, Hello! 
Well met, warlord. And likewise. I am Yortle. Very pleasure. Very pleased to meet you. So, shall we have a challenge? What sort of challenge were you considering? Well, my friend, we could have several challenges. I myself find myself in a particular situation where if you were to engage me, it would not end well for you. However, I am a sporting turtle. And as a turtle with sporting, I prefer a game where there's an even chance. I definitely would prefer things be even. Very well. How's this then? I will give you three riddles. If you can answer all three, I'll be defeated. However, if one riddle slips, you will be defeated. How much time am I being allowed for these riddles? An indefinite amount of time. I have nothing but time. I accept your challenge. Very well. The challenge has been accepted, Cog. Make note. Uh, you got it, Yordle. Uh, you see the eyeball appear from behind one of the huts floating next to this turtle, orbiting about 15 feet outside of its radius. All right. The first riddle. Are you ready? Lay it on me. I have cities, but no houses. I have mountains, but no trees. I have water, but no fish. What am I? I ponder this for a moment. You were a map. <laughs> Very well done. Absolutely correct. That's one for you, my friend. I uh, didn't get your name. My name is Godi. Godi Kari. Well met, Godi Kari. Are you ready for your second riddle? Absolutely. Very well. I speak without a mouth and hear without ears. I have no body, but I come alive with wind. What am I? I ponder this for a moment. Would you be willing to repeat that? Absolutely. We have nothing but time. <laughs> and Yordle chuckles to himself. Chortles, in fact. Um, the riddle is, I speak without a mouth and hear without ears. I have no body, but I come alive with wind. What am I? Gaudi ponders, or I ponder this for a moment. This is a challenge of a riddle. I'm glad that I have time to ponder this. All the time in the world. Would I interest you in some water? If you'd be so willing as to spare it. Absolutely. Yordle produces from one of his sacks he carries on his back a hide of water and tosses it over to you. I catch it and take a nourishing drink, but not I don't completely drain it. Thank you kindly. And then I toss it back toward him. You are well-mannered, warlord. Something I appreciate. In my time, my many years... Very few warlords took the time to even give their name. Oh, if I am to be defeated or to defeat you, I would like to know the name of my opponent. Honor in these days. Something rare. 
be treasured. It would be a shame for our short meeting to be ended so quickly. And you've given me the luxury of time, fellow warlord. Ah, time. So much time. Here, there, everywhere. This broken world with its fractured time. I have lived to see many years. Sometimes it feels like there's no time left. I wonder what will come of this tournament. Who will be victorious? Perhaps it'll be you, Warlord. What then? What would you do with your victory? Should I be the victor of this tournament? I would seek that my people be reunited. I know it's a selfish goal to be so focused on my tribe alone, but that is my truest wish. It is good to be with people. Mine disappeared long ago. I am the only one left. Aye, that'd be a fine wish. <laughs> Not many take up the riddle. Most tempt their fate with my immortality. I do not like to take lives that are not attempting to take my own. Ah, yes. Good. Good in this world. Another treasure. Part of the main reason that this challenge is, or this tournament rather, was something that I was willing to, to uh, take on, was that it was not a it was not a tournament of physical strength. It was a tournament where I could be victorious without having to use my hands to take the lives of others. This is possible. What you say is true. It can be done. I do believe this. Take your time, warlord. We have nothing but time. I speak without a mouth and hear without ears. I have no body, but I come alive with wind. What am I? This is a challenging riddle. I, I admire your cleverness. I admire your patience. Many would answer in haste, foolishly. My journey is much too important to be ended so bluntly without giving it a thought. You fight with care. I like that. You have given me the luxury of time, which is a gift that many would not be so will, you know, so willing to spare. Time I am blessed with. It would be a lot to ask, I feel, though, for me to sit with this for longer than these next few hours. However, I do have a journey ahead of me. It would be, I would be greatly appreciative 
if you'd give me as much time as I would need and allow me to continue on my journey while I ponder your riddle. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, this we can do. The cogs agree. We'll keep track. Won't you, Cog? Yeah, I can keep track of that. As much time as you like, Warlord. This riddle is for you. Before you leave, would you like your third? Absolutely. Very well. I leave you with these two riddles and your fate in your hands. The third riddle. I can be crushed to pieces, but only if I am given away first. I can be clogged and attacked, but that's usually my own doing. No matter how many problems I have, you wouldn't dare let me go. What am I? Ah. This I know is the heart. Absolutely correct. The heart, warlord. It is always the heart. Find your heart. Here in this world or the next. But be with it. You have one riddle left to solve, warlord. I give you time. Shall we meet again? Well, I hope that we do. So, warlord, what will you do now? I'll continue to look for a civilization. I've come here hoping to meet with people, and I'm pleased to have met at least one, of which has been very kind. But I must seek more people to potentially... I mean, I, this is a tournament. I have to use all of this, all the advantages that I may have, and a civilization offers many. Yes, there is civilization nearby, but I do fear what would come if you were to reach it. Far to the northeast of here is the kingdom of Alal, the center of the Shattering. I was there in my time, and yet it is there now. Even still, the Shattering never ends. The kingdom falls perpetually every day. The worst warlords gather at the center, the most dangerous. Their allies swarm. You will find civilization there, but civilization isn't all it's cracked up to be. There are smaller encampments that you should find along the way in the Mosh and in Fira, further to the east. It would take several days, but it is possible to reach. However, this world is dangerous, and I do wish you safety. I bow and give him a polite wave and say, thank you for this. Thank you for your time, and thank you for the time you've given me. But I must be going on. Farewell, warlord. Good luck. Thank you. You as well. And with that, you leave the Barabundi camp. Which way would you like to go? Let me show you the map again, Absolutely. if you like. Um, where is that? So now all things are 
on this map. But you're about here. There are, um, there's a marsh or a marsh right here. There's a city called Fira here. Um, this is the Queen's Garden, which is a noble forest that's fallen. Um, there are dots um, where you are, of course, and where Yordal is next to you. There's a dot just north of you, and there are more dots near the center. The Queen's Forest sounds pretty cool. Let's go there. Absolutely. All right. North of the Barabundi camp, making your way toward the Queen's Forest. Uh, as you are traveling, uh, you encounter a monster. Oh no. Oh no. Um, a ghoul. Um, this random ghoul shambling its way across the wasteland it finds its way right in front of your path. Um, it's endlessly hungry. It's always looking for a meal. Um, it, it's gnashing teeth chomp in your direction. It was able to sneak up on you while you were making camp at night. So it stinks out of the darkness and it, it, it uh, lunges out at you. So, is it, so it has attacked me. It is now attacking okay. you. Yep. I react and uh, rather than try to dodge out of the way, I react with like a defensive strike. Absolutely. Let's roll 2d6 and add your strength. So that is an that is a ten. Absolutely, you succeed in this defensive strike. What does it look like? Uh, so I jut out a like a palm or like a fist to sort of bounce it back against me, kind of like striking it in the chest to really yeah. knock it away. It knocks it away and it stumbles backward and it kind of <clears throat> takes stock of the hit and it shakes it off and it lunges at you again. This time with more force. Uh, this time I try to kick at it. All right. Let's see what you got. That is a 12. All right. So you succeed and you kick at it. And then the ghoul tries to lunge at you again, but you give it another kick, right? Um, the ghoul is now has like this indented like chest and its bones have shifted out of its way and um, out of the way of your, your kicks and your fists. Um, the ghoul... Um, has this endless hunger in its eyes. You can see it's like gnashing, angry eyes, so hungry. Um, it tries to make it go for a bite, but you uh, hit it out of the way. How do you um, tackle this enemy? Uh, so I want to try to kick it in the side of the head, more or less to try to dislodge its jaw so that if it does manage to take a bite out of me, it's not going to have as much force. Yeah, you absolutely knock its jaw out of alignment, and it's just hanging out of its mouth now, and it tries to pull those muscles together, but the teeth can't meet. It's just hanging there, jaw loose. Um, 
the the ghoul is now like writhing on the ground and trying to like raspily breathe um it's very uh messy and uh it it like cries out uh so it's lying on the ground yeah i'm gonna try to my best to sort of soccer kid it gets fucking head off all right you do your best that is a 13. The head comes clean off. It goes spiraling through the air and jet, jets of like rotten blood and flesh fly in a spiral out from under it. The ghoul is no more. I bow to it, knowing that it is a foul creature, but likely was not always that way, and go back to what I was doing. All right. Having kicked the shit out of it. You hear, uh, no, you continue with the night. You're able to make camp safely throughout the rest of the night. And then the next day you travel some more. You're heading north toward the Queen's Garden. You come across three people. There are, uh, they are elven looking. Uh, there is a adult, uh, or like tall woman. And then there are two kind of, uh, teenager-looking uh, elves. Uh, but you know about elves that, you know, they live a long time, so even though they look like teenagers, they're probably like 50 years old or something. Um, uh, they appear to have also have had to deal with the ghouls in the night. Um, one of them has an injury, the adult woman, and one of the children is casting a magical spell to cure some of those wounds. They see you approaching, and they go, oh, oh. Uh, I check my map, just kind of discreetly to determine if either or any of them are warlords. Um, there is a dot nearby. Um, it could possibly be one of them. Gotcha. Uh, I wave I, from the dist or you know, hover my distances away from them. Say hello. I am Godikari. Are you? Uh, do you need my assistance? Uh, we're fine. Um, I'm just, we're fine. D- did you see the ghouls? I've I've dealt with one personally. Oh. I've, are there others? There were more. They might come back tonight. Thank you for this information. Sounds like I need to be very careful of this area. The wounded woman calls out to you. Hello. I am Fira. Are you a warlord? Yes, I am. Do you know, have you seen one like us? Have you seen a woman like us? An, an elf? I shake my head no. Where could she be? I can keep an eye out on my journey. Uh, can you describe her for me so I may... Determine if I do run into her that to let her know that someone's looking for them. Sure, sure. She's an elven woman. Um, her name is Kiana. If you see her, please tell her that we're safe. I nod my head and agree. I can absolutely do this for you. All right. Um, if you wouldn't mind, um, we would like to avoid any other warlords. You seem very nice, but... Many of them aren't so nice, so. 
I have only run into one other warlord. He is a kind turtle. Yes. Yes, we met him, and he told us many things. He told us about the other warlords, and uh, he gave us some fun riddles. He's also given me a riddle, or several, oh, two really? of which I have solved. Really? Um, do you need help? I look at uh, Cog. Mm, I don't know, kid. I do not believe that would be fair to the challenge. I do. I do appreciate the offer, however. Oh, I understand. Well, um, if you wouldn't mind, um, do you know if we're safe here? Given that I've fought off a ghoul here and you've also dealt with them, I cannot say with certainty that this would be a safe area. However, I was safe where I was. I do not know which direction you were traveling, but where I'd met Yordel, or is that what that was his name? Mm-hmm. Where I'd met Yordel, that was where I was most safe as of late. Okay, we'll, we'll head the way you came. That would be best advice I can give. All right. You see the healing magic cease and the wounds on Fira's arm are healed. They gather themselves and their stuff and they begin to head south the direction that you were coming from. On your map, you see that a dot is approaching from the northwest. I sort of steer my course to potentially intercept them. Okay. Um, you begin moving north into the west, and it doesn't take long. You see a giant black cat standing upright. It calls out to you. Are you warlord? That I am. Then you will die. That I will not. All right. Black cat comes rushing at you with a katana sword drawn. Before you see the strike of the katana, the black cat throws two throwing stars at your direction. Um, They're heading your way. What do you do? I try to dodge out of the way of those. All right. Roll and add your decks. is a five. Two of right, the, no, the four, rather. Both stars collide with your chest, sticking into your fur and, like, cutting you up. Uh, they're s- embedding themselves into your chest. Um, the next strike of the sword comes at you in a slashing blow, and the strike cuts right between those two stars. Um, the blow does a serious amount of damage, including the stars, and you take um, uh, three points of damage. The next blow comes at you quickly. He begins to go for a slice right across your neck. What do you do? I try to dip and sweep his feet with a kick. All right. You go for that. Roll uh, plus strength. Six. Yep. That is a 10. All right. So you succeed in the sweep. You knock him off his feet, and then he's out of the air, and he he, um, loses balance, so he's knocked off balance right now. The sword is still in his hand. Um... Uh, what would you like to do next? I'm going to try to 
kick him in the leg so that he struggles to get up. Yeah, yeah, that'll work with the last roll too. So you kick him right in the leg, and he's like, ah, takes a shot right to the knee, and he struggles with that uh, primary knee, his right knee. Um, he's struggling to get up now, and he uses the blade as a like a walking stick to right himself upward, and he's slowly getting to his feet. Uh, what do you do? I back up a little bit, and I look down at my at the throwing star to determine how like embedded they are in me. Uh, they're like an inch into you. I leave them alone, <laughs> and I kind of put a pile and say, I don't wish to continue, but if you are going to continue your attack against me, I will end your life. <laughs> Cat growls at you. <sighs> Warlord, you insult me. If this is the challenge that you have issued, I accept. Or I offer you a challenge of my own, and which I will spare your life. If you can remove these ninja stars from my body and suture, suture the wound, I will let you live. And with that, the cat goes for another strike right across your uh, chest again with the sword lunging at you. So it's like a stabbing motion? It's it's kind of like a, a slashing motion. He's lunging at mm-hmm. you and slashing, but it's kind of off balance because of his leg. So I sort of ducked or like dipped to the side of his injured leg to strike at him in the leg again. Go ahead and roll plus strength. That is a nine. Ah! So you're able to hit the leg and he stumbles and falls again, but as you are doing that, the stars in your chest like cut even deeper and they they like tear a little bit more and they deal a little bit more damage to you um, as they dig in deeper because they're barbed dealing one more damage to you um. <sighs> enough playing with me warlord fight damn it uh, he's a w- I'm now aware that this is a fight to the death and I solemnly take up a more aggressive position, and I say, "You've left me no choice. May you die peacefully." Mm-hmm. And then I strike toward his head. All right, you strike the head. Go for it. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> That's a four. You strike toward the head, and it misses. You, he is he, he's able to duck out of the way using that feebled leg. He just easily ducks it. Um, he throws a smoke bomb down at the ground, and you can't see anything. Um, you hear him get to his feet and begin to run away, and you hear him, as he's departing, yell, Next time, warlord! I cough from the smoke a little bit, but I'm thankful that the encounter has, at least for now, ended, and I make my way out of the smoke cloud. You make your way out of the smoke cloud, and there's no sign of this ninja cat. Um, there, uh, the, even the cog has disappeared. Um, there is nothing around you now. You're in the Queen's Forest alone. You can tell that this forest used to be a beautiful place, that the many trees there were very verdant and flourishing, but now there's just hollow trunks and burnt out bark, and there's nothing, no signs of life. There's no, uh, birds or bees or anything, but... A little bit of green has returned in this part of the area. Just little buds. Little tiny green buds. Perfect. 
uh, I seek to find some, like, possibly some clean water. Perfect, yes. Within the Queen's Garden, there are many tributaries and streams. Uh, you find that they're all dried up, however. Um, there aren't any um, nearby settlements within this forest that you can tell on your map, but perhaps there are some uh, cabins or something nearby. Um, you follow the paths that are marked because even though that time has erased much of it, you're still able to tell with your senses where um, things used to be, you know, things follow a natural flow and especially the flow of people from place to place it's like a river and you can follow that current using your uh, meditation to take in all things um, you find that there is a path that leads away from the queen's garden and takes you uh, on the side winding path and you arrive at a cabin in this cabin there is a axe um, embedded in a tree um, and the tree has grown around it but then the tree died and so it's just like the head of the axe barely showing and the handle sticking out from the tree like a branch. Um, there is a jug of water placed oddly next to that tree, just in a, a, a pot of water and appears to be clean. Uh, I call out, is there anyone around? You call out, but nothing responds. Did you also say there's like a cabin nearby? Or is it yep, just a there's a cabin nearby. I check inside the cabin. All right, you check inside the cabin, and there are a few rations in there. You find three dungeon rations. There are um, post or not post. There are pictures on the wall um, uh, that are etchings, uh, like charcoal drawings, um, of some people, figures, faces you don't recognize. There's firewood next to the hearth. There's um, an axe uh, next to the firewood. Um, and uh, that's about it. Right, I go back out to the jug of water to take just a few drinks. I don't want to you know, drain the jug, but enough to quench my thirst. And yeah. then make my way back inside the cabin to start to work on getting the stars out of me. Yeah, you slake your thirst. Uh, the clean water soothes your throat in the dry air. Uh, heals the cracks in your lips and your skin um it's very refreshing despite the heat the water is cool inside the jug um you head inside the cabin and you begin to go about the process of removing these stars what would you like to do uh, so probably begin one of my meditations to calm my mind and take in stock of what i'm doing but at the same time uh be at least of sound enough mind to start to gently sort of wiggle them to try to work them out rather than just tearing them out because you said that they are barbed. Yeah. So yeah, you slowly wiggle them out. Um, and why don't you roll plus dex to see how this goes. So that is, my dex is a nine, so that's even, so that's a nine. So you're able to remove them. Um, the blood begins to pour slowly out of those wounds uh, so is the hearth does that have an active fire burning not yet but you could i'm going to start up a quick fire all right you're able to do that with your many years of living out in the wastelands you're able to get a fire going pretty quickly the wood is dry of course and then i'm going to so there's an axe i'm going to set the axe handle sort of on the embers avoiding the or not the head, the head of the axe on the embers, avoiding the wood as much as I can to heat up the tip of the axe. And then once that's healed, 
I use it to sort of sear them shut. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, you're able to do that. Uh, the searing pain, though, is intense. It's not an easy process. You have to meditate, and you're able to take in, uh, at this moment, using your meditation style, all of that pain. Your eyes go wide, and you're able to take in the entire cabin, its ceiling, its floor, its walls, the pictures on the walls, the fire roaring, and then the center of this picture is your heart and the feeling of the chest and the burning in your chest and the smell of burnt hair and the searing sound, the sizzling of your flesh, all of that, all of those senses combine into one sensory experience that is nearly overwhelming, but not for you because of your many years of training with taking in all things. And then once that's over, I enjoy the feeling of not having a searing accent head on my burning chest. Yeah. Yes. Um, you take another drink of water, I would say, right? And um, let that cool and just relax and feel, by contrast, the cooling effect uh, uh, as the heated axe is removed from your chest. Um your wounds are closed and probably not infected, hopefully. Um, you are able to stop the bleeding and close those wounds. So now you are alone in a cabin with a red-hot axe head and smell of burnt fur in the air. Uh, I wait until the fire dies so that I don't leave and active fire burning in what is already seemingly a pretty burnt up forest mm -hmm. and then I make camp around the cabin not wanting to possibly make use of someone else's space without permission sure so you make camp around the cabin um, you're able to set up camp really quickly and the uh, fire continues to burn and little chimney smoke comes out of the top of the cabin Uh, the camping is nice. Uh, the night comes quickly, and you hear far off the echoes, sounds of uh, something alive, something moving through the forest. Nothing big, nothing scary, but something living is out there. I allow myself to rest as best as possible. Obviously, sleeping outside isn't the most restful, but that's mostly where I've spent my time, so... I allow myself to take a bit of a break. As you take a break, Yordle's words ring through your head. I speak without a mouth and hear without ears. I have no body, but I come alive with wind. What am I? I ponder this for a moment. Still pretty troubled. Unable to come up with an answer to his riddle at the moment. Very well. With that, the night goes on. The words run around in your head. And sleep finds you quickly after a long day of exhausting battles, saving children, meeting immortals, fighting ninja cats, all of that done, Godikari lays down to rest. And I think with that, we'll end 
this part here. Perfect. It's a little early, but we got a lot done today. Yeah. All right. Is there anything you'd like to plug, Matt? Oh, uh, yeah. Check out the empty parlor at punningame.com. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely check that out. Um, you know my stuff, folks, so check out that stuff, too. Um, thank you once again for listening to Warlords Crisis Tournament. This is the end of episode two, but stick around because episode three is coming up right now. <laughs>